0: He knows his other son's not a genius, so there's no way his son is sitting down and finishing his homework in 10 seconds exactly, afterwards.
1: That, that's why you let him cheat, because now he'll get good grades instead of his bad grades.
0: That's not the point of school, for Do you not understand? The point isn't to get good grades. It's to learn. <laughs> I don't know. I got
2: good grades. so
0: Look at I us now. I didn't get very good <laughs> like, grades. Yeah. I
2: graduated, but I don't know what retained, you know?
0: to S1E1, a show where each week we pick a different sitcom, watch just the first televised episode, and forgetting anything we might know about the future run of that show, rate it and decide if it's a show we want to green light or cancel. This week we're going to be talking about Smart Guy. Smart Guy went 51 episodes with three seasons on the WB. Today we're talking about episode one, which is called Pilot, originally airing May 14th, 1997. So to get things started, I'm Jake Ags, with me as always... The boys, most of them, Nick, Ferg, and Joe. What's going on? No Gordo this week.
2: hey yo. Yo. Excellent waddle, TJ.
0: (laughs) So I want to address this before we even get any... Well, actually, first off, Happy New Year, everybody. Our first episode of 2024, which is wild because... So, like, when I put out the graphic on our Instagram, uh, S21pod, by the way, to follow us on Instagram and X, so we always do the coming soon uh graphic which is like the next show we're gonna do so you guys can prepare ahead of time so at the bottom like when i was filling out like all the little things when i made the original graphic like it says like s one 2021 and i always kind of had the intention of updating it each year and then i just for never realized it until like at some point this year that i never did which is fine because like like the show itself like it has its origin year so it's like that's our origin year so now just be like in 2024 and see 2021 and go, we've been yeah, doing that's crazy. this that long? That's so weird. In the year 2000.
3: Um, also, is this our first Fanuary? That's this is, right. yes.
0: Happy Fanuary, everybody. Yeah, so this is the first time we're doing Fanuary. So just to explain, not that long ago, Spotify Raps came out, and we we saw a couple of people tagging us, and then we extended out and said, hey, if anyone else wants to tag us as well or prove that we were in your top five podcasts on Spotify, you know, we'd like to give back, and as a thank you, we will let you guys pick episodes. We got enough to cover the month. So we, we we're going to spill a little out of January. Actually. I think we go into the first week of February. So we have like five of them planned out that were picked by you guys. Fanbrewary. So Yes. that. <laughs> so, um, January w- is a little extended. Maybe next year we'll just do like just the first four or we'll see how it goes. But, you know, in any event, first January pick is smart guy. And this is a pick from Sarah at IAP. So if you want to check out their podcast in a pickle, Dave, who's the, the co-host of that show as well, uh, guest spot. is the only guest we've ever had to date at this point. He did the Cheers That's episode true. with us. Yeah. So shout, shout out to them. Go back and watch She's it. She's a super
3: fan too, so big shout out. She really supports the show. Yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm.
0: so thank you for listening. And, and our, th- our thank, thank you. you to you is we're covering Smart Guy, which I believe she said is more for her husband, so a very selfless pick on her end.
2: And we can have Sarah maybe host co-host with us sometime too, uh, like we had Dave. And if I'm that if I'm on that episode, I promise not to get as drunk as I did the one Dave hosted, because there's something about having a bartender co-host where I got an, I've never been that drunk recording before. Was
3: that that was the Cheers episode, right? Oh, your your giant bottle of
2: whiskey and water <laughs> you didn't
1: <laughs>
0: expect to get <laughs> hammered on.
2: I could see myself getting off the rails that night and just being like, nah, I don't even care. I don't even care.
0: We could see you get off the rails that episode too. Went, <laughs> we do care. We do care. It's the one time. Yeah. So um yeah, so Smart Guy, definitely a show I remember watching, but it's definitely also a show I don't remember specific storylines and stuff, but would watch from time to time.
1: Can you refresh my memory? Was Tia and Tamara on the show later on, or was he on their show later I believe on? he was on Sister Sister. He
0: was on theirs, and I, I'm sure they probably made guest spots because the star of the show... Is the younger brother of T and Tamara, so like okay. that that in real life, so that's why there was like a little bit of crossover.
2: And Sister Sister was a big show. Like Huge was a show. Very it's a show I'm kind show. of surprised I'm we sure haven't covered. I'm sure we will you. cover. Yeah, we
0: will for sure cover that
2: show. We have to also do Amen. We can do a whole Jack K month.
0: Jack K. <laughs> as we get into this episode, this is like star studded with some of the people that are in it, like the you know guest, just small roles and stuff.
2: I was like, "Yeah, you're like Omar Gooding. <laughs> like people keep popping up. Well, he gets a bigger role.
0: Were you guys smart guy fans in its original run? I, I watched it.
3: I forgot about the show almost entirely, but I did. I really did enjoy it. Um, I don't know why. I always really liked Omar Gooding. Like he, he's in Me a couple Wild things and Crazy back then. Kids, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, especially that. Yeah,
0: and Hang with Mr. Cooper, which we covered before. Yeah,
3: yeah, that's right. Yeah,
0: but yeah, Ta- Taj Mahari plays you know the you know TJ in here and the sister of T and Tamara."
2: He's Teddy on Full House, which is what my brain immediately goes. Oh, to that's when right I see
0: too. Him. I forgot he, he wow, was on a good episodes. He was like one of Michelle's classmates. He always had Snickles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was him. And then I always forget the
2: kid's name who uh, was in um West Craven's Nightmare. Was her other friend? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Shoot. Who recently just started? He really just came cool out with film. yeah. He came out with the new fan film. Yeah, that I really enjoyed. Um I forget his name. It mean, will. It'll we'll edit that in later, but
0: no we won't there's not gonna be a point where you just go and it's just a name
2: (laughs) no but if you say that people will just expect it and then it's like the mandela thing they'll just think we did it later
0: quick there's nothing on rotten tomatoes as far as ratings kind of an older show so i can see how that happens imdb had this in as a 7.4 for you know that's all kind of fan rating as well um i can see that being a fair score for this and we'll you know and we'll get into it as we go along i always
3: miss this how many seasons did it go Three. three three okay it's one of those shows that felt like it went longer. Were they like 22 episode seasons?
0: 51 episodes ended up coming out. So it's, yeah, it's just a different world. 51 episodes now would be five seasons of a show. So it's, yeah. Okay. yeah. Or six, some of them do eight. So it's like, it's just one of those, it, a different world to, back yeah. then, like.
2: No, we're not covering a different world yet. <laughs> we're covering a different world <laughs> of a different episode. Yeah. And then we can talk about Death by Temptation.
0: Usually it's like five seasons back then would get you into hundred episode territory to get like full syndication.
2: Yeah. Syndication package. Yeah.
0: And I think it's they've just... changed that number now too. With modern shows. I don't think it's a hundred episodes to get to it. Cause they just, no one does it.
2: Right. I think the most interesting syndication I remember seeing was when Kerber enthusiasm only had maybe four or five seasons. So they were on, those are like 10 episode seasons. They were first originally syndicated on the um, TV guide channel. Oh, so, yeah. like, you'd go to the TV yeah. Guide channel to see what was on. It'd be, like, in the tiny little corner. It'd be like, bum, bum, bum. Like, wait, what the
3: <laughs> hell is going on right now?
0: Curb, which was recently announced as at, to- at the time of this recording, they're going to finally call it a day. They're going to do one more season, and that's a wrap.
3: Oh, wow, really? I didn't, I didn't know if they were ever going to do An- it at Another this
1: point. show we we covered is ending soon, too. Oh, What We Do in the Shadows this is
2: going to be their last
1: season they're
3: as well. Oh, really?
2: Oh, wow. But if we get lucky, we'll just get a spinoff show for Colin Robinson. I hope so.
0: So, all right, to get into Smart Guy itself, the opening scene, we see the dad who's, um, his name's Floyd, and he's in the kitchen and yelling up to the kids to get ready for school, and he has, like, three brown bags that are all lined up in front of him at the table, and he's, like, getting the lunches squared for the three kids, and he's throwing a sandwich in each bag, carrots in each one, and then an apple, but then he runs out of apples. He only had two, so he had to make a decision to either throw an avocado in there or a dollar bill. You end up going with the dollar.
3: This is the... Boy Meets World kitchen, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, and, and
0: the Um the school, the school is also too. Yes, World. all right.
1: Yeah, I knew no, the thanks. school was. You that. stole my only two notes.
0: I was gonna say there's not <laughs> many. If you look up on the show, there's not a lot of notes. That was one of them. Before I officially read it, I didn't clock the kitchen, but the school. The second they walk into the school, I was yeah. like, wait a minute, because <laughs> it's, it's a very. It's
3: the hallway scenes in the school
2: where you're like,
3: oh, yes. oh, like the actual school. I meant like. The exterior shot, I was like, oh, that's definitely the – what is it? John Quincy Adams High or whatever in Boy Meets World.
1: Seeing Um, that stuff at our age now where, like, you're a kid, you don't notice those little things. It, like, blows my mind. I'm like – yeah the same place and i didn't notice like <laughs> yeah
0: funny enough because we mentioned omar gooding is in this episode well omar gooding's actually in every episode of smart guy every but episode, yeah but he was also in hanging with mr cooper and in the first episode of mr cooper they were in the growing pain's house so that's true <laughs> that's right yeah yeah <laughs> That'd be, like, a fun, I don't know how to reverse engineer it without, like, just finding an article. Like, the Kevin Bacon game, but with sitcoms. Like, it'd be a fun little, like, side bonus content to make, but I don't want to just steal someone else's article. Yeah, like, (laughs) someone else who just already did the work. Like, I don't know how to figure out, like, what's been reused or not. AI. (laughs) AI.
2: I do like, though, his little rhyme scheme is sandwich, sandwich, sandwich apple apple dollar which (laughs) i've been saying that for the past couple days now after watching this i will say though how bummed would you be if you just were eating your lunch and you were like a fucking avocado (laughs) like whether or not you like avocados or whether or not you like guacamole just holding a like what do you do you're gonna work for that now
0: i love avocados but if you don't provide me with a knife and a spoon then we're gonna have a little bit of an issue you can't just bite into
2: it yeah you're not gonna eat it like an apple (laughs) <laughs> right, it's like getting a potato Ugh. or like an onion or something, like you can't just bite it.
0: But I've, I've had many avocado just as is, just cutting it in half and then like, you know, taking the pit out and scooping it with a spoon and eating it.
1: It's one of very few vegetables off, I don't even know if it's a fruit or a vegetable, but it's one of very uh, few healthy things that i It I'll is eat. a fruit,
3: technically.
2: But we remember being in high school, and this was around the same time, right? Because we're actually the exact same age pretty much for the most part as, uh, as TJ here. There was not a knife sharp enough given to us as kids to cut open anything like that in school.
1: Yeah, but we could have threw it at someone because that's exactly what we would do.
2: (laughs) It was avocado. We would have threw it at some kid we didn't like. It would have broken (laughs) his glasses and like a 10-person brawl would have
3: broken out. We could have mushed it up, put it on his seat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So in any event, during this is when the first son, Marcus, enters and that's played by Jason Weaver who he's had some major, major roles uh, outside of this
2: but you know what his most major role is don't you
0: I want to say the Jackson movie the like the 50 hour Jackson <gasps> the movie seven hour
2: movie what did you just say wait who's coming who's no. making a return to the podcast <laughs> oh hey everyone it's Casper Jackson <laughs> oh happy new year Tito so glad <laughs> to be back on the podcast oh with my boys oh did i say boys oh bye
0: i hope i hope you did this loud enough for your wife to run in the room and punch you
1: I'm genuinely a fan of <laughs> Casper Jackson, so I when appreciate
2: I, it. When I came down after watching the episode, I was like, do you know who's in this? And she's like, who? I was like, you know that Jackson's the American Dream movie? And she was like, you can do it there. You can't do it here. Like It was an yeah. immediately she knew where I was going. You
1: know, despite that movie being seven hours long, I will never shut it off if I oh, say yeah, it's very, very point. good.
0: What a perfect sick day movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a
2: great sick day movie.
0: And then I think his other role, like, <laughs> the less glamorous side, but he was the singing voice for Simba in The Lion King.
2: Oh, I knew that. Yeah. He was the, wait, he's the singing voice only, though, not
3: the acting Jonathan voice. Jonathan
0: Taylor Thomas was, like, the voice of Simba, but Jason Weaver was the... Whenever it was, like, just can't wait to be king in the actual singing, that would that was Jason Weaver.
3: Oh, okay.
1: All right. And his mother was his, like, agent. Not really, but, like, he took millions less money for the rights... for, um, royalties... Jason Weaver got paid less. Yeah, so he makes still makes a lot of royalty.
2: That means every time a soundtrack sold or somebody bought the VHS tape or DVD or Blu-ray or whatever, that dude was driving a gravy train with biscuit wheels. Smart move.
0: And much like everyone else now, he's probably trying to figure out why he's getting so little money now that Disney Plus is a thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, that mailbox money. But he's on a new show now, too. I think he's on a show called Sisters.
0: Yeah, I looked at his IMDb quickly because I was more looking at the past than the present.
2: Why not the future?
0: He's, uh, he refuses to grab one of the bags. He said that you know, he eats from the vending machines. And his dad's like, what about the three food groups? I was like, three food
2: groups? <laughs> three? The other thing, too, in this modern time, I mean, we think about when we were kids, you could buy all sorts of garbage and soda. You can't do any of that in school now. There's stacks and stuff you can buy, but you can't buy, like, you couldn't go buy a Coke or something. I don't think you can buy Doritos anymore.
3: Remember when we were in middle school, we didn't have, uh... We could get soda out of vending machines, but all the way down at the gym only. Yeah, you had to work for it. I remember wanting the, the cherry cokes so bad. Having to make that walk the whole way.
0: Yeah, I remember in like high school we had like the soda machines and the fruitopia machine, but yeah, Fruitopia, no, we had, no. yeah. And then Gordo's R. not here, but Gordo's grandmother was the was the snack lady. So yeah, you know instead yeah. Which is kind—it's of, funny now because that could have just been a vending machine, but they just made it like a, a job that was manually operated by humans. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's nice, but sad to see that automation takes over everything. We had that ice
1: cream machine that was like a vacuum, and it grabbed oh, it yeah. by a vacuum and came and yeah. dropped it. And then it—if you got like a, something with a cone, it just broke the cone and
3: it dropped it. <laughs> you got choco taco salad. Like, Damn it! Really. <laughs> I
0: still have one of those at my work too, and those machines break constantly.
3: Oh yeah, there's too many moving parts. Because they suck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so he's uh, he's leaving without a lunch, and his dad's like, "Hey, aren't you supposed to give your brother a ride to school?" But apparently, his brother doesn't want one. He wants to kind of be his own guy for the first day of school for whatever reason. And but uh, as we find out later, it just means he has to take the bus. So I don't I don't understand how that's helping you.
2: I mean, independence. I and mean, you're getting an idea though too. I guess they're trying to set up the character a little bit to be like he's in it because you don't. I mean. You're, I think you're supposed to come into this thinking you have no idea who the brother is going to be or what the story is going to be.
0: Yeah, but then, like, the rest of the episode, he's like, hey, we're in the same class. Hey, we're doing this together. Isn't that great? So, like, you'd think he'd be excited to, like, get a ride from him.
1: Well, Maybe it's maybe it's the parent in me, but I was, I was very upset that he let the kid go by himself.
0: <laughs> I thought the reveal was going to end up being that he lied. <laughs> like, he came down and be like, yeah, you said me you too. didn't want to ride from your brother. He's like, what do you mean? Like, I thought that was going to be what happened.
2: I him. agree. That feels way more likely.
0: And then um, before Marcus leaves, his dad kind of clocks the fact that he's trying to impress some sort of a girl because he's, like, doused in his cologne. It's like, you know, when you use your old man's cologne, you gotta, you know, try to not bathe in it.
2: That's a weird thing that you do have to learn with. Unfortunately, it takes some very big trial and error. When you first yeah. are like, I want to wear stuff to smell good, you don't understand how much to wear.
1: You also gotta learn not to spray yourself in the eyes. when you. Yes. <laughs>
0: When you use the same cologne for an extended amount of time as well, you like naturally get adapted to it. So when you smell the same scent all the time, you don't notice it as much. So those same two squirts, which would have been more than enough, you don't know that. So you overdo it because you like, I can't smell anything.
1: Also, come on, they're in high school. They, you know, they're taking baths and like with axe body spray. Oh, it's all axe body spray.
0: Was axe body spray around yet? Yeah.
2: 96? I feel like it probably
0: was. Oh,
1: no. I'm thinking our
3: our high school. Probably not this. Oh, we were in high school for sure. The Axe brand was first launched in France in 1983, but uh, came to America in 2002.
0: Ah, so not yet. No axing yet. But I do remember there being aerosol
2: bottles that looked more like the kind of bottles you spray a cat with when they're being bad. There's probably like, like an old stuff. spray that or was
0: something. That was Bod. Old Spice, rather. Old Spice back Bod.
3: bod. I'm a Bod, yeah, man. I was just looking up Bod, actually. That was <laughs> that, Hey, that beat uh, Axe by two years. That was 2,000.
0: Well, maybe it would have been more successful if it didn't have those really weird bottles that was just a like, torso. <laughs> yeah, they're just
3: like little <laughs> mini yeah. Windex bottles.
2: Hard to keep in your backpack.
0: Next, we get the daughter walking in, and it's weird. When you look up her name on like IMDb, it's not, she must go by her middle name in the show because this Tasha is her character's name, but she's only referred to as Yvette, which is her middle name. And I don't know if that's a pilot thing or a late decision.
2: Yeah, it's like Tasha Yvette Henderson.
0: Yeah, but her dad calls her Yvette later, so I'm just going to assume that's her name for the sake of this episode. She's 25 in this. Yeah, there's only a 10 year difference between her and her dad, but she does look young. <laughs> She looks very young,
2: but that's fucking insane that she's 25 in this. And the show goes three years, and her character, the last season, her story arc, is that she graduates high school. So she's At 28, 30. graduating
1: <laughs> high school. Here's the I'm thing. Having home alone again, and he's only 35. <laughs> <laughs> ah!
0: So even though she's like, would you say 25 in this episode? Yeah. She's born in 72. So that's fine. She's 25, whatever. She looks young regardless of the fact that that's her actual age what i don't like is this girl who runs into the shot who's perceived to she's supposed to be like 16 and you just hear one guy like oh yeah. like in the <laughs> studio audience and you can realize if you listen to it it's just the one person and you definitely get that as he's doing it realizing oh they're not all gonna do this and tries to cut himself off
2: yeah this is very much a uh it's like in the office when he's like, Stanley, that picture the school girl next to your yeah. desk. Like, that's what <laughs> it feels the like. I was like, you just read this one wrong, bud.
0: Yeah. And then she's also going to skip out on grabbing a lunch. I
2: will say this. I find this character is completely underserved in this episode. You see her here. You don't see her again until like the 11 and a half minute mark. Or when she popped back yeah. in again, I was like, oh, right. There's a sister here. It feels like they kind of shit. They did not do a good job of giving her a good role in the pilot. It
1: had been so much time. I didn't realize it was her
2: when they did the cheerleading part. Yeah. Like, Oh, is that like a friend or something? That's too long. I think they, they underserved her for sure.
0: This storyline definitely really focused more around the dynamic between like the two brothers for sure. For sure. And that, that's going to happen. That happens with a lot of shows though. Like not every sibling gets that same level of airtime. I mean, it's better that she
2: didn't just go upstairs and never come back down again, right? We've seen that happen before, too.
0: (laughs) In that very house. My
3: question is, is is, is the character necessary at that point? I think for the rest of the show, but... I don't really remember her. I saw a lot of the show. I don't really remember her.
1: She's not that memorable. She's like a poor man's, like, Hillary Banks. I knew someone was going to draw the comparison,
0: but I think people just jump to Hillary every time. It's like a, like, I'm fashion concerned and stuff like oh, that that's, like I think, that's
1: the character <laughs> yeah it's pretty one-dimensional like,
0: but i don't think hillary was the first but i think she that uh, probably became so oh no she's definitely not that the she first gets the yeah but
2: well i think that the reference to her is really obvious because on the day she graduates high school in season three her older boyfriend who's also a newscaster does propose to her while bungee jumping and does unfortunately <laughs> come <laughs> under a bad accident hillary
0: elderly, so. Banks. <laughs> So, in this episode, she's apparently dating someone named Miguel, but she also like I said, she also decides she doesn't want lunch, doesn't give a real reason. Dad assumes it's going to be the vending machines, but she says that's only like where the dorks eat.
2: <laughs>
1: Dorkritos at lunch, she's just smoking butts in the back. We all oh, yeah she's definitely just like, <laughs> yeah smoking in the corner.
0: He goes to pick up her bag and it's like super heavy he's like, whoa, you have this many books already? And she's like, no, it's seven pairs of shoes. And this outfit goes with, with all of them. It's like seven First pairs.
1: eye roll of the episode. That was yeah, a little strange. Yeah. That's not a good joke.
0: And then we're getting all the kids one at a time. Now she leaves and now we finally meet TJ. TJ is the actual star of the show. He is the smart guy. And when they're talking, like he's, he ends up, he's the only one who wants lunch. So he ends up getting to be the benefit of this. And he's getting all three. That kid weighs
2: like eight pounds and he's like four foot three. How is he going to eat three sandwiches, two apples, and an avocado? It does not make sense, but he is so stoked about it.
0: And, Dad's and a like, dollar. <laughs> and a dollar. D- Dad's like, you know, hey, I know you didn't want Marcus to give you a ride, but, like, you think I could give you a ride? And he's like, would you let, you know, Grandpa drive you to work? And he's like, no, because he would, like, embarrass me while I was, like, you know, driving. He'd be cussing out other drivers. And I don't know. It's like, I don't Is he saying, like, his dad would, he's worried his dad would embarrass him? Like, because his dad seems, like, pretty level-headed.
3: It doesn't matter about being level-headed. And he's going to high school for the first time. He wants to
2: be older, right? He doesn't want his dad yelling blood at your ass at somebody who cuts him off. Right, which,
0: as we get along, I want to talk about this more. I don't know if we should completely dive into it right now. Something that's not clearly explained until way too late into the episode for my liking. I think even, like, a little line early on so I'm not confused as to the situation would be nice.
2: By a character you assume is going to be a character throughout the whole of the show and is not?
0: Yes, which we'll also talk about when we That's meet that That's my person. biggest
2: problem with the show, by the way. We'll talk about that later.
1: Yeah. Oh, Jay, we you, we we never got into how we kind of watched the wrong episode.
0: Yeah, I was actually going to mention that later when we talked about that character. Actually, oh, okay. um But I, since you brought it up, I might as well bring it up now. So, um as we always say at the top of the episode, we talk about the first televised episode in this specific case, and for the first time in over 140 episodes. We did not catch a mistake on time, and when you look at, um, like, IMDb, and I'll cross-reference with, like, IMDb, Wikipedia, and then, like, if I'm downloading the episode, like, usually it has the episode guide, like, listed. Everything had pilot-listed episode one, season one, episode one. So that's what we went with, and it's pilot, it makes sense. As it turns out, this ended up being, like, the fifth episode that got aired, and... I, I, as I'm prepping for this episode right before we recorded, I'm like when I write down the date it was aired and everything, I'm like, "May." I was like, that's weird because the thing says that the show started in April, and then I'm like, "Oh no, because in other cases, even if the way pilot to go, even when the pilot's made to be the first episode, if it gets swapped, we always go by first televised. In this case, it was not caught. But for story purposes, and the way this whole episode runs, I don't know why this wasn't aired first.
1: Yeah, I mean, this was filmed to be a pilot. It just wasn't aired in the right order.
2: Yeah. We talked about it that this happened with us in Coach as well. And the pilot of Coach is the most make sense pilot of all time. The second episode of Coach doesn't even make sense to the pilot. The fact that they aired it first is fucking wild. So this is one of those scenarios. And
0: you can go back and listen to our Coach episode. problem with that one is the main character is made to be a complete dickhead in the original pilot. I think that's why they flipped it because like, this like, guys so like just, him. I love you. That's dad.
3: definitely no, why you fucking hate that it, guy.
0: Yeah. yeah. But in this one, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like they told a complete story. It was fun. Like, I don't know why they would swap it, but, but they did. And I know a lot of shows have done this because we've caught this. I, I know there was another example. I can't remember it off the top of my head. What a show we've covered that did it, but it's one of those things where if you're watching a show, like weekly episodic, it's not weird to you when something's wildly out of water all of a sudden, like you're already a month into the show and now you're seeing the first day of school.
1: Especially so your, your first episode, your pilot, you're trying to grab a new audience, like, but now your episode just doesn't make sense because you just jumped into the middle of a story. That's a, a weird move.
0: And we've talked, though, like there's times where you don't always need to have episode one be the origin story. But if you're recording an episode of the origin story, you also can't air it a month in, because that's weird too. Like, just if you're not going to do it, just fully commit to not doing it.
2: I will say, though, I'm sure I saw it at the time, but I do want to watch the second episode, or the first aired episode, because when I was watching this, and I went, is that Omar Gooding? And I, like, Google Omar Gooding, uh, smart guy. The first thing that pops up is a clip or a scene still from the second episode. It's just him in the high school, very funny, smoking a cigarette, which you should all look up the picture. (laughs) It is such a good photo, where I was like, oh, I want to see that episode too now.
1: Like, we got to get the cigarette episode out first. <laughs> yeah, they were
2: like, well, <laughs> this Kansas was State. paid for by Philip Morris, so we probably <laughs> should get this one out first. The lobbyists were in charge. <laughs> that's actually, that's why she looks so young. She's It's the opposite. She's 25 in this because she smoked and it makes you look younger.
0: Right. So now we get the next scene, which is like the school bus pulling up to the school. And you could see all the names of actors being pulled up on the title screens. And I'm like, no intro?
2: This was weird. It was like and like I went
0: intro. back. I'm like, I know this show had intros, and then I went on like YouTube, and there's like multiple ones from different seasons. That had a pretty catchy that, one, too. Yeah, they had custom songs. They had a couple different ones over over the the span. Like I think the first season, and then the, the second or third, like they switched to a different one. I'm like, why is it just not in here at all? Especially, especially knowing now that they didn't air it episode one, so there's no yeah, way you strange. didn't use the intro until a month in. Like it, it's so weird to me.
1: Lynn had a little jingle when he was walking in with, like... Yeah, but this...
0: I'll send you the link after. this full-on, and if you guys... If you guys want to go on YouTube, you guys can find them, but full-on intros, so it's just weird to not see it here. He gets off the bus. TJ, that is. There's a blonde girl, and she's like, Did you get off the wrong bus, little boy? Because you're seeing everyone who's getting off the bus is a tall, like, older high school student, and TJ is a small kid. Like, not only is he jumping up a few grades, but he's a tiny kid in general. So he's like waist level to a lot of these people.
2: He's be a five grades though too. That's a big difference.
0: And I get that watching this at this point, you see him entering high school and you, you kind of see all this stuff unfolding. I just wish at some point before he's just physically in the school, we knew why he was in the school. Like even if it was a passive lane like hey, you know, like, I know, like, you know, when he's getting in his lunch, like, I know, like, there's a big step for you jumping up a few grades like this. Like, even if it was just that, like, you, you like, oh, I can handle it, that
3: wasn't even a few grades. He jumped six years. Six. Yeah. Yeah.
0: If the dad
2: was like, I made you a big, high stacked sandwich from your first day of high school. You're so smart, you'll figure out how to cut it into pieces to eat it. Like, that's all you need is some dumb fucking line to give a little bit of backstory.
0: When you have something like this, it's we know the show now we're watching it you know like 20 something 30 years later but when you when you're watching this for the first time you're sitting there going huh what's going like what's going on like why is this kid in the school like I just don't understand why there wasn't just a little bit of a line explaining this
3: I didn't really think about that because obviously I just knew just from knowing what it was yeah. but yeah they didn't they didn't touch on it like I'm at trying all. <laughs> to
0: put myself in the mindset of like fresh eyes you know what I mean and and if I knew nothing about the show, which you know we try to do, I, I just felt like they did a poor job explaining the situation.
1: How did they determine six years? Like It's, it's like, oh, he's in too advanced for this grade. Let's move him up six.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like two. Fourth grade wasn't yeah. challenging enough for him. How about ninth grade or tenth yeah. grade? You're like, wait, what?
0: The way it sounds is like maybe they, because we find out in a later conversation, they definitely moved him up once and it still wasn't enough. So maybe at that point they were assessing what his like, skill level was like reading and writing and stuff and maybe they're like he lines up with this age so maybe we should just jump him all the way up
3: also just just side note on omar gooding i didn't realize i knew they were related i didn't know it was he's cuba gooding jr's brother
2: oh you didn't
3: now, i, I thought they were like cousins or i mean they look like pretty that. close
2: they're definitely a family resemblance there
0: so he has that interaction with the girl in front of the bus and he just kind of writes it off as that he was transferred it doesn't quite explain like i said like the situation but whatever now we get inside the school, and we mentioned before, I didn't clock it in the kitchen so much. The second they were in this hallway, I'm like, this is a boy meets world school.
2: One thing about this, too, and it happens in Boy Meets World, it happens in Saved by the Bell, it happens in this. I know we're far removed from high school.
3: I never remember this much time in the hallway. There wasn't. There was not there this. There was always a fucking rush. Not for us. Every that's every sitcom. It's but like... I also.
0: I also feel like when you look at other high schools in, like, different areas of the country, they are also set up, like, more spaced out, and there's more common areas than, like, what we had. So I think that might exist This in other takes places. place in
2: D.C., though. It's not like it's that much of a different place.
0: Right.
1: I wish we could be, like, in Welcome, Freshman, and sit by that tree in that random mall that was also inside of the school for some reason. Yeah,
2: there's a mall of the school, and stand-up
0: comedy happens every morning. <laughs> Walter. Another show we covered, if you guys want to go back and listen to Welcome, Freshman... So, yeah, I really like this interaction here. TJ walks up and he's trying to find his locker and he walks up to Omar Gooding's character, which is uh, he plays Mo and he goes, excuse me. And then because he's like legit two feet plus shorter than Omar Gooding, Mo's talking to other people and he turns around because someone calls to him and he just doesn't see anyone. He just turns back around. (laughs) Mo has very
3: good timing, comic timing in this.
0: The way that that was done, I thought was really funny.
3: Why did he not really do much after the 90s? I feel like he got a lot of TV. He no, did he, this he's, stuff and then he's just vanished. Consistently. He's like on a new show now.
0: I And I think he's one of those guys, too. It's just the era at which he came up in was when there was a much bigger separation between television and film actors. So his brother he probably is, made
3: his money, too. He was going, come back when you're Cuba.
0: <laughs> his brother did movies all the time. He was especially when he was younger had long reigns on multiple successful shows. He's in legit every single episode of Smart Guy. He had a long run on Hangout with Mr. Cooper, Wild and Crazy Kids. Like, he he was working a lot at a young age.
3: Yeah, he he's still working a lot, Jesus. And just in, like, 2022 alone, he's got, like, 20 credits. If you
2: look at every single person who's in this show, they're consistently nonstop working actors Yeah, from... I mean, again, we talked about the sister being way older. I mean, she's a recurring character in the Cosby Show, starting in like 1986, which is fucking wild, right? And now she's, you know, she's still working. Crazy.
0: And I think what happens too sometimes is like, I, I don't know Omar Gooding personally or anything like that, but we always kind of look at it like, why didn't they get more work? Like we just assume. That everyone wants to work their asses off until they die. And like, maybe he was like, hey, I'm doing pretty good. Like, maybe I'm going to just take a few years off and enjoy my life and then maybe get a degree or something and then get back into acting later. Or
2: just like, I'm comfortable. Why would I work more than I have to? My mortgage is paid. That's what I would be doing.
0: But yeah, he had a super strong career going on, especially early on. Like like I said, with those other roles.
2: He was in Ghost Dad. But I feel like a movie (laughs) I can probably never watch ever again. (laughs) Yes, you can. Separate the artist from the art. I feel
0: like
1: it's really hard with Bill Cosby, though.
0: That is too involved in a conversation for us to delve in at the moment. Well, he went the into day. the
1: name. All I said no. was separate the artist from the art.
0: <laughs> you see, if you separate the art from... <laughs> uh, oh, and as Joe brings back impressions, we forgot how great <laughs> Bill Cosby is.
3: The old... can, And now, Joe, all right, let's see if you can pull off Casper Cosby.
2: Oh... <laughs> I can't, no, that's pretty bad.
0: <laughs> in any I'll event, work on that one. I'll actually
2: yeah. come up with I'll 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 workshop that one for the next time we need to.
0: Do me a favor, don't. Uh, in, <laughs> <You> <laughs> don't please event. do. So again TJ says, Excuse me, and, and this time Mo turns around and, and catches him, looks down, and he's like, Hey, I'm looking for locker four twelve. And he goes, What are you? <laughs> Which I, I thought was really funny as well. <laughs> I am Batman. So they have a brief exchange. He shows him where the lockers at and then you get this situation where the lockers are stacked 3 high and he has the third, the top locker, which is to scale his size is is so high up that he wouldn't be able like if he jumped in the air and had his arm straight up wouldn't be able to touch the bottom of this locker.
3: FYI, this is how I felt in high school and I did not <laughs> skip 6 <laughs> grades. <laughs> To be fair, though, you're taller than
2: this kid, and the kid who comes in, this is a this is like a weird forced perception thing, because the kid who comes in, who he, like, makes the trade with, is probably, like, seven foot four. He's, like, the tallest human being. <laughs> well, yes,
0: yeah, he's a, a much taller man comes in, and, and he His realizes giant walks in. there's an opportunity to switch lockers, and he says, you know, I- I'll save you from a lifetime of back pain, and they swap. Nick, as you mention it, I'll say, I, you know, obviously, like, you're, you know, you're still shorter than the other three of us, but I forget get sometimes until I look at old pictures of us. Like, yeah, I was hey, like hey, man, was a, Gordo, half the it was, size of you It was guys, a much yeah. more significant height difference when we were younger. And I mean, in all fairness, you caught up more more than I think even you expected at that time. <laughs> you
3: caught up more than Gordo did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why I keep Gordo around. <laughs> he makes me feel tall.
2: It's funny though, because Nick, every one time you mentioned like some website that was like, clothes for people who aren't tall and everybody here still fit the clothes on that website, it was like for short people, people who are 5'8 and below, we're like,
3: that's not crazy <laughs> no, short. No, it's under 5'10 is the website. Yeah, under 5'10. <laughs> I was yeah, going to say, I'm not under 5'8.
0: <laughs> so the next scene, we cut into the, the classroom, and we see Marcus flirting with this girl, Mariah. Did you guys notice, or did you have to look up? I, fig- I figured Joe knows because he does homework. Ferg, there's no way you did any back homework. I Do you, you know who, who is, Mariah yeah. is? Mariah Carey? nope uh <laughs> mariah in the think episode of her with a
3: backwards hat on
0: think about her at like uh maybe I feel like, like i a, looked
3: away while she did was she on. date will and fresh prince
0: maybe think of her if she was in some sort of uh like an outside summer camp type of situation
1: oh was she uh telly on yes um, salute your Shorts, me. Yeah. i knew this the face too apart. it's like i never i never put two and two together the hat backwards and you can like see her right in your head i had
0: to look it up but oh, the second yeah. I saw her, I'm like, I knew this girl. Like I had to look it up immediately. I couldn't place it at first. But yeah, she we was We haven't done Salute, the salute the shorts. Your
1: Shorts, right? No, we haven't no. We've only successfully done two Bill hey, and Treads. We do the most Bill and Ted. what? <laughs> we done we've done two Nickelodeon shows. <laughs> yeah, Berg's having a stroke right I now. think I <laughs> might be. <laughs>
0: Did Fergus ask if we did Bill and Ted? <laughs> no.
1: I was trying to say we've only done two Nickelodeon shows, and I don't know why Bill and Ted came out of my mouth. Because <laughs> you want us all to be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes. <laughs> so
0: uh, so Marcus is talking to Mariah, and he, he's being very flirty with her early on. We find out she's, like, recently off of a breakup, so he's trying to scoop in on her during her um <laughs> get get the rebound there. And he's like, "Oh, look, an empty desk right in front of you. Like, how about I move in and, like, you know, help you through this tough transitional period?"
3: Or take the seat right
1: next to her because what good is sitting in front of her? Well, <laughs> the wide open chair right next to her, which pays off later with the it jump. Does pay off Why later, does he not want that? It's all I could
0: look stare at. Those rows do seem far apart. You know, the columns seem spaced out. So maybe his his closest interaction would be to sit right in front of her. Nah, now he can fart on her. Um, (laughs) I don't, I don't think that was his intention. Sup, girl? (laughs) Hey, girl, you smell those flowers I got you?
2: That's a girl in 10th grade being like, there's a child farting at me right now. (laughs) I think he's also trying to, and then she mentions the word uh, breasts and then he has a heart attack and dies.
0: So, (laughs) right before he can sit in this chair in front of her, TJ walks in and immediately takes the seat. And he's really excited. And his brother walks up and kind of sidebars. him. he's like, hey, like, you know, it's, it's really important to me that I have this chair. Like, you, you think you can get out of here? He's like, but there's so many other good seats. And he tells them that dad's really going to miss him when he's dead and gone. And TJ gets up. He gets the picture. He says that he's a prisoner of his own hormones. And then Mariah's like, hey, why are we so mean to that cute little kid? He's like, he's not a cute little kid. That's my brother. And she's like, Oh, you, you can sit next to me. Frank, that's the seat you mentioned earlier. The chair next yeah. to her was available. And then the crowd even gives, like, a, ooh. Like, yeah, do you think that's going to be the love story? Like, Mariah and TJ are going to start dating? <laughs> that's
1: the will they won't, they have the series. Yeah.
0: No, it, we'll talk about it soon. The will they won't, they have the series yeah. is destroyed. <laughs> um, but we'll talk about that momentarily.
2: Also, I do want to say this. Do you know what never works out? Pushing people who are academically genius to a much higher level than they should be when they're young. Do you know that? Know a perfect example who that is? The Unabomber. I was just gonna say Ted
3: Kaczynski. That
2: this is a classic example where they're like, "Well, you're a fucking genius, man. You should just go to college when you're 15. What could go wrong? I don't know. There's a whole bunch of packages that didn't go right. You know what I mean? Like that's you can't the you can be mentally smart, but not mentally able to handle those situations yet. I think this is a bad situation. I think you put people at a very bad disadvantage in this. I don't. I don't like him being like funny flirty with the girl. It does this. I can see this going poorly. That's actually like you
1: said, him being funny flirty with the girl and stuff. They paint this picture like towards the end of the episode. I won't get specific because we'll cover it. That he has all these hardships in school, but he has none. He has a very easy time the entire time he's there, and that's one issue I have with the show. Like, I think he should have been bullied by Mo. I think he should have been. he's had a much harder time. Yeah. I th- I think he should have it should have been closer to Cory on Boy Meets World. I feel like
3: that's yeah, exactly though. I feel like that's the the road more traveled. I feel like they went less traveled and I like I like if Moe was just a dick to a little kid all the time it wouldn't it would get old.
2: You know what I mean? I will say Moe is a dick in this episode and he's not a dick in any other episode though. It's another weird thing they do with him. He's like an antagonist in this one. And he's not.
0: Yeah, he kind of turns into just part of the family. Yeah. The thing is with TJ is I think his problem isn't that it's like school's not going to be tough for him. Obviously he's a genius. It's that sense of belonging because no matter which way you slice and dice it, even if you're friendly with other kids in the school, you're not going to be hanging out with them. Like you're totally different age at a really weird transitional like age for, for these kids. Yeah. But he's got friends his age. He's got his
1: basketball friend.
0: Right. But when you go to school all day, you're not going to be around any of them. So you're kind of alone socially in school
2: school is for learning not friendship also one thing i will say you mentioned this jay you're like school's not hard for him well that's a problem too where they're like we moved you out of fourth grade inexplicably up six grades because it wasn't challenging for you he's doing homework and he's like ch-ch-ch- done ch-ch-ch- done yep. then i don't think they picked the right grade for him because it seems like that's not challenging for him either so what's but then the but then
0: where do you take him from, from now like dj you know, goes to
2: college <laughs> yeah. He just joins... This is right around the time of Save by the Bell, the new class, right? He can hang out with that weird football (laughs) RA they'll hang out with who's like 42 (laughs) for some reason. 40-year-old,
1: the poor man's
2: ogre. (laughs) I can't wait to cover Save by the Bell, the new class. That's going to be a fun one.
1: I don't want to cover that at all. I would love to do the college years. I have no... Like, I don't want to cover the new class whatsoever. We'll
0: eventually do both of them, though, is is the real thing here, but...
2: We could do a Save by the Bell month.
0: What happens here since we're talking about Saved by the Bell, is like, uh, I think a huge trope that came out of that show is the idea of the teacher that's almost a cartoon character. Because this guy comes in, and it's such an overacted, like, part, not realistic. Like, the teachers are always...
1: Don't talk about Miss Bliss like that. (laughs)
0: Yeah, In these shows, I feel like the teachers are either... If you're not a big part of the story, if you're not, like, a main character, like Mr. Cooper, for example, again, or other shows where... The, the teacher is the focal point. Every other teacher is always like so embellished and not realistic. And this, this guy's is like, like think, a John Cleese knockoff. <laughs> he right, was yeah. very this much
3: Oliver
2: Weirhead. He's in basically every TV show that's yes. ever existed.
0: He's been in everything.
2: You see him and you're like, I know that guy from everything.
0: And that's the thing. He's one of those guys that you keep like best known for nothing. He's not best known for being in anything. He's just in everything.
2: I will say uh, he's an Austin awesome Powers spy who shagged me. And that the scene he's in makes I, remind, I remember him specifically in that.
0: What was he in that one? Refresh me.
2: He's one of the colonel. He's like the army guy, and he's making like the Austin type face, doing very much a John Cleese impersonation.
3: He wasn't the hunter in Jumanji, was he? The original? I don't, I don't know off the top of my head, v- but it v-
2: v- wouldn't Van surprise Pelt? me because he's in everything. No, he no, wasn't yeah. Van Pelt,
0: and he's he's one of two different actors that had a role in the sitcom Kirk, starring Kirk Cameron. That's in this episode. Yeah.
2: It's a buddy cop film with his best friend, God.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know until looking it up that Kirk Cameron had a sitcom called Kirk that barely lasted.
2: It probably didn't last because I'm sure every five seconds he was like, What do you think, Jesus? Laugh track, laugh track.
0: I don't know if that was the the actual premise of the show, but maybe we'll cover Kirk one day. I'll have to um, go.
2: Where's Boner? (laughs) (laughs) Now, Kirk.
0: (laughs) So the teacher. Holy Moses. And the teacher's kind of going, hey, you know, first and foremost, I want to just, you know, make it known. Like, I want to welcome, we have a new student here, TJ Henderson. It's like, why don't you stand up for us, TJ? And you see TJ stand up, but him standing is basically the same exact height as what you would see him sitting in the desk. He's like, hey, don't be shy. Stand up. He's like, I am standing up. Like, um, Sure, of course you are.
2: All I could think of in this scene is the scene in the film Mask that we bring up all the time <laughs> where they go to the blind school. And they got off the bus, and the like RA guys like, "Hey, you back there? Would you take that mask off?" And he's like, "I'll try, but I can't." And he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize you had a freak face." Or <laughs> And you feel so <laughs> bad for him. Like that's what this reminded me of. It was like, are they doing a mask riff right here? Is Cher gonna pop in?
0: So this is the first time we really get a glimpse of like how smart TJ is versus the other students. And as the teacher starts getting into his lesson. Anytime he has an opportunity, you have TJ going, ooh, 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 and he wants to like jump in yeah, and he, he has goes full
1: Horshack.
0: Yeah, he has like full detailed like, yeah, yeah. answers about everything and in jargon that if I read it, I'm going to fumble. So it's not worth doing. But it's a lot of detailed answers. Like he just understands, he has a strong book smart. You could tell he's a prodigy student.
3: I don't, I mean, I'm sure this was intentional, but I guess maybe not. TJ was really fucking annoying. Sometimes to the point where like it agitated me and it wasn't funny. And I don't know if that was just because maybe. I think it's because you're 38 or 37. You know what I mean?
2: Like, I think that it just, it probably wasn't agitating for us when we were kids watching it, but that character is probably not really made for people our age. I think it's one of those
0: ironing out the character too, because when you look at it from the perspective, like as him being the little brother, like you can see why Marcus is annoyed by him. You can see all these little things he does. That's like very little brotherish, so yeah it's tough because he's he's supposed to be the main guy here but you're i think maybe i don't know not that we're marcus's age either because we're far older watching this now but
2: no we're, we're the sister's age
0: you're, you're we're, cl- we're more the dad but we're we are we're kind of looking through the eyes of marcus more than anyone else as we as we're following it along
1: yeah i mean he annoys me throughout most of the episode, except for when he's the penguin, and then I go, aww. <laughs> the penguin stuff is very redeeming. He's adorable.
0: During this classroom scene, and he's giving all these big detailed answers, you see Mo turning around and talking to Marcus, and he's like, your brother's smart. Like, what's his IQ? He's like, I don't know, like a thousand. And uh, Mariah behind's like, oh, I know who my next study buddy's going to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Will they, won't they?
2: <laughs>
3: I mean, I guess if she's under eighteen, it's still legal, right? I, just because we just talked about it, the dad is thirty-four during this episode. It's, it's Holy shit. Yeah. So
1: it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Right. Hey, speaking of legal, did you ever see the episode when he gets like almost abducted by the pedophile trying to sell video games? That's
3: a, oh yeah, that's a very
1: talked yeah, about episode. Like a, yeah, that's
0: like it, yeah, it's one of those th- probably the most the talked about thing about episode. this show. Say, a yeah, very special episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, down the line these days, I think it's probably the most known from that show. So now the next scene, it's. We see it's like class is over, TJ's walking down the hallway, and he runs into the guidance counselor, Miss Williams. She's kind of just checking up on him, seeing how everything's going, and it sounds like Miss Williams had a large part. We find out that she did, but in this scene already, we kind of see, like, maybe this is her experiment. She's the one who kind of put him in this situation, so she feels obligated to check up on him and just make sure that he's doing okay in this transition into high school.
2: This is, again, this is where you fi- you fit feel immediately like, oh, this is his ally at the school. This is going to be a major component of this show. And then later on, you're like, oh, and she's the love interest, too. And then fucking And nothing. she's gone. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. And, and she did God. a ton of stuff, too. She's like in every episode of the TV version of In the Heat of the Night, which played all the time in the afternoon we were kids.
1: I used to get so upset when that show came on because it had the boring opening. <laughs> it was always on after something I liked.
2: It put me out too because you're like, why is Archie Bunker in this show being a racist cop? Like, it's a weird <laughs> show I don't want to watch. I
0: like, I like instead when he's just a racist old guy on a couch. <laughs> well, yeah, because Meathead's giving him the business. But yeah, I thought this was real weird because Miss Williams clearly was supposed to be like a main component of the show. And then I don't know what happened from the pilot episode to the next episode when the one that went to full production, but for whatever reason, they just felt that she wasn't a fit for where they wanted to go with the show. I have a suspicion and I'll I'll get into it a little bit later that, you know, they're talking and it's just this idea of like, you know, you're amazing. Like, you know, you're so grown up and so mature. And then it immediately cuts to him in a different class and he's getting in trouble because he keeps giggling. And then we come to find out that he's in like health class and whenever the teacher says the word breasts, he can't help but laugh. And I actually thought this was pretty good for the character because <laughs> it's, it's like, obviously you see the visual, but it's like the real reminder that even though his brain is elevated and he's like this prodigy and he's so smart, at the end of the day, he is a young boy. And I think that like this was the only time that like they did a good job of like reminding you of that in this episode.
2: Yeah, that smart is one thing, but developmental... At a certain age is different. Yeah. But also, would you not laugh? I feel like I found myself laughing too, being like, I mean, I'd probably giggle a little bit, or like I'd elbow one of you and be like, eh, eh, eh? Like you, you can't,
0: can't like leave going, it on the, on the table. <laughs> Well, no, it's more <laughs> the um penis. the Billy Madison, right? Where it's like Mrs. Heine or Mrs. Fanny's whatever. All the kids laugh, and then it goes like, all right, now turn to page 69. He goes, ha 69.
2: <laughs> what are they greatest... Man, you forget about some of the jokes.
0: <laughs> and it just shows you that, like, you know. What day is it? November? You, you grow up, but you don't necessarily mature. It's just You just laugh at a different part of the book, right? It's like, yeah. you know. <laughs>
2: Although I will say, it's if they deep, went, he's like now class. What's he keep laughing at? And she was like now class. Turn to page sixty nine, and TJ started laughing. The show would have been so <laughs> fucking crazy.
0: So now, because of his laughter, we see that he lands himself in. All right, you
1: know what? Fuck that teacher for not being more, a little bit more understanding. That you have a little. You send well, him to the office and call she's his not, fucking dad. But
0: all these, like, she's. I, I would assume you're not told like, Hey, we're bringing in this special kid. He's young and he's this prodigy. It's more like
1: she has eyes and can see that he's a little,
0: but treat him like everyone else. If he's going to be a disruptance to the class, I guess like you can't just let him giggle all through class. So, so like to play devil's advocate here, if you're the teacher and there's this situation where this kid's going to be disruptive, you can't like, you can't base like your whole existence and how you teach your class around the fact that one kid happens to be younger. You're there I'm there to gonna be slightly more class.
1: understanding, though. I'll send him out of the class. I ain't gonna send him to the principal. That's all I'm saying. And it's also the first day of school. Why are they having full blown sex ed on the first day of school? True,
0: but there's also a point where you know this <laughs> teacher might have been like, "I didn't sign up for this. I don't want some little kid in my class. Like I'm not here. For, I'm not a babysitter. This is why I teach high school and not elementary." I don't school. want to say
2: vulva to an eleven year old. I'm leaving <laughs> yeah, that
0: too. But yeah, this, this does land him in. Well, what we think is the principal's office, but come to find out it's just the guidance counselor's office when you get in trouble.
2: That is so weird. I've only been sent to the guidance counselor in middle school a couple of times. I, I know we had one in high school, but they never sent any of us to the guidance counselor. They're just like, you guys are a lost cause. Just try to stop being disruptive.
3: We always had to go to the vice principal. Yeah. Yeah. The amount of interaction the principal had with the actual students was actually pretty minimal compared to the vice principal.
0: Yeah, it seemed like, That's at least true. in our school systems, the vice principals were more in charge of disciplinary actions.
1: That's because our vice principal was really scary.
0: No, but even in middle school, where I also got in trouble a lot, we used to be, used to be in the vice yeah. principal's office.
2: I feel like they were day-to-day stuff, and the principal was big picture stuff.
0: So, in any event, we think it's the principal's office, at least in the beginning, and he's sitting in like the waiting room with these two... Television punk version kids surfing. One kid
2: is a goth, but he's also doesn't know if he's super into grunge. And the other kid just looks like John Favreau in PCU. Like <laughs> he's got the dreadlocks. He's like This is a classic blow me where the Pampers is scenario.
0: (laughs) And if you look him up, this is uh, that guy's name is Phil Buckman, and he's another guy who's in everything.
3: Everything. He's in
0: so many shows. I was going to say, I
3: definitely recognized him. I just didn't know
0: from what. You recognize him from just being a kid who's been in a ton of shows for an episode. But, like, just to cover, and I won't even give them all shows we've covered, just shows we've covered. He's been in Roseanne, he's been in Major Dad, he's been in Married with Children, he's been in California Dreams, he's done Blossom, he's done Wings, he's done Grace Under Fire, he's done Frasier. Um, he's also been in that show Kirk. He actually played Jesus to in the episode of Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> he was in uh,
2: American World, he also did in Paris. So,
0: Yeah, He's been in just so much shit.
2: Very recognizable face too.
0: Yeah, that's why I, when I looked him up, I was like, oh, dude he's definitely a bigger role in stuff. Like I thought he was going to be someone who was a recurring role in a, in a sitcom that like you see over and over, but I just think you see him pop up sparingly in so many different shows that you just, he has a recognizable face.
2: Yeah. Like a consistently working character actor.
0: Right. But yeah, he, he gives that kind of, um, he does that typical surfer dude kind of voice that was used in those 90s sitcoms a lot. Like, Oh,
2: what are you here for? Ah, <laughs> that.
1: Yeah. He's a nice boy.
0: And it turns out that he's in there for for having um in, for an earring. And then when TJ's like, "Which one?" he shows him his nipple. And
1: why did the teacher find that? And that's what
2: I was like. Yeah. How do you? Was well, he? I mean, I kid. At high school, the kid was like, "Hey, everyone see my nipple ring." You would have shown everybody your nipple if you had it pierced. Yeah, I
0: guess. Yeah, so unless he was showing everyone, that's the only. He would have
3: been. Jay showed everybody his nipples, and they weren't
0: pierced. <laughs> in school. Yeah, they used to be call you the nipple king. Remember. I I totally forgot about that, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was on your business card and everything.
0: I going to say, I mean, this way worse things I actually did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm giving TJ a pass. I just laughed really hard at the word nipple. <laughs> yeah.
2: I also the two that TJ goes,
0: yow!
2: <laughs> he sees the nipple ring. <laughs> I got a genuine lol la- uh, out of his reaction. I like the flock
1: of seagulls guy, even though he didn't talk. After showing his
0: nipple to TJ is when dad walks in. And when he starts talking to him, he's like, are you okay? He's like, yeah, no, I'm fine. And this is when they get called in the office and we find out it's the guidance counselor's office, not the principal's. And we see Miss Williams bringing them in. And it's kind of like this whole debate where, well, first she, she's explaining what happened. And when she says that he got in trouble, for laughing when he heard the word breasts you cut to dad and tj sitting next to each other both giggling he was like oh i'm just i'm laughing at the thought of him laughing
2: <laughs> this is another real laugh though i like that but one thing you did not bring up is when they walk in she has her leg all the way up
0: and oh, she's got her dress right, yeah. up
2: past her thigh and she's trying to fix a run in her stockings and the dad goes like Oh, I didn't see anything with your leg. Oh, and he gets all stumbly about it. And that's when you get to even more like, oh, she's going to keep going in this show and be a will they, won't they? Yeah. And they keep hammering it in.
0: So I guess the, I don't know the perfect time to bring it up. So my theory, because they obviously put these two together and we see them later in the episode again talking and they definitely have that vibe where you can see them together. But we never find out in this episode why mom's not around. We don't yeah, know. I meant to
3: ask, I was like, did I miss something? Oh, or do you think she killed either? the mom?
0: Yes, I think she killed the mom. No, <laughs> there's a, there's a point where mom's mentioned once only and we don't know if she's dead, if they divorced, just moved away, ran off. We have no idea.
3: Do, what ended up actually happening though? I don't remember.
0: I don't she's remember. She's got to be
3: dead because the dad takes the daughter to the father-daughter,
1: the mother-daughter makeup thing.
3: But she could be in jail.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's other options. Doesn't she mean she's dead. Away. Just means she has nothing to do with the family anymore because she's dead. Sean Hunter's mom. <laughs> she she was off.
3: arrested for indecent exposure after showing her nipple ring to people in public <laughs> in high school. Uh, his wife, Chris uh, Floyd, Hen- uh, Floyd Henderson, played by John Marshall Jones, is the father of the family and owns a roofing business called Floyd Henderson Contracting. Unfortunately, his wife Christina uh, died of a heart attack.
0: Oh, but in this episode, unexplained. So I think at this. point, Point maybe you see how much a roof
3: costs. I get it because of
1: full house. You are trained to always assume if the mother's not there that she's dead,
0: but it's also a matter of in this case, and depending on where they wanted to go with the show. Because we've seen, other, I think, like Blossom was another one where the pilot remember the pilot, the parents were together, but then when the show picked up later, it was one of those they flipped it around and they wanted the single dad. Maybe and the, the brother
2: wasn't as much of like oh, yeah, yeah, so
0: so maybe maybe the intentions where we want the dynamic of the single father. So if we give him a love interest right off the bat, like it throws everything and I don't know, but I'm I'm that my theory watching it was maybe that caused a ripple in what they wanted for the house dynamic to be. So if you kind of gave that like mother-ish character to the show, it 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 took it away. So they didn't want to like tie him up with somebody right away.
2: Well, there was a story arc where Miss Williams actually becomes a failed comedian who's actually not very funny and moves into the alcove into their house. And uh, they just it didn't work. So they wrote it off.
0: Cut it out. <laughs> so you're a big fan of um, Dave Collier has a watch along full house podcast, right? Are you still caught up on that?
2: Yeah, yeah. I've been. I have signed up to his Patreon. <laughs> he has a Patreon. This is for five dollars. I can call him whatever I want a month. and I've been draining my bank account on it. You leave him be.
0: I will say this: there, almost at the exact same time, like it was like um, he launched a watch along podcast, and then so did Jody Sweeten and um, what's it, Barbara, the one who plays Kimmy Gibbler, whatever her name, but it's Barbara something. But like the two of them, like two different watch along Full House podcasts, like are comp- competing with each other. The same, I'm sure. Like if you're a diehard fan, you're going to listen to both anyways. But I thought it was really like, really love Full
3: honest. House, but How, wait, it's the time out. How many times have we all collectively seen the intro? To full house, maybe her a name is. We have read her name fifty thousand times. Why can't any of us think? She wasn't of it? important enough to know her name. It doesn't matter. I don't think you that's I it.
2: think that yeah, we read it every time. That's.
0: And I mean, jo- and jo- and I know too. Jody
3: Sweeten, and, and I was going to uh, say,
0: the, Candace, think of a lot of not... huge shows. I can't tell you the names of most of them. Like, but she got a character card oh, though. It's that's Andrea Barber. Barber. Oh, and I thought it was Barber. Okay, I was close. But if you
2: get a character card where they show your face and put your name under it. That's different than knowing characters who don't have that, right? Yeah. Like you don't. I don't know Vicky from Full House's real name, but I never saw that eight million times because she never had an intro. All right, her. all
1: right. So what was Eddie Winslow's real name? Because he got a, a card. Edward Winslowski,
0: Chicago. I mean the actor. Like I Polish. know his.
3: is Darius McCrary.
0: The sister from Growing Pains.
3: Sister from Growing. Kirk
0: Cameron. Kirk, because I keep I brought up Kirk a couple times. His sister. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. The mom, the mom from Growing Pains, she had a title card. Anyone who's not Alan Thicke (laughs) and Kirk Cameron, (laughs) tell me their names.
2: Alan Thicke. Boner. (laughs) To be fair, though, we all watched Full House, I think, more than Growing Pains as far as syndication
3: goes.
0: Wait, wait, wait. wait,
3: Time out. Isn't there, so TJ's brother's name in this show is Jason Weaver in real life? Jason Weaver is Marcus. Right. Isn't that the dad's
0: name on? Gr- Seaver. Oh no, Jason Seaver, Seaver, yeah. Yeah. Seaver yeah. yeah, but it
3: is Jason, right? Jason, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Jason Weaver is the heir to the Weaver Chicken Enterprise.
1: You know, after we covered that episode, I can never see him the same after he freaked out in the jail, I, like <laughs> ruined a.
0: Fuck. Now he's like an angry dad to you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Damn it, Mike. Yeah, that's
2: a weird thing to rewatch. <laughs> <Damn> it, Mike.
0: <laughs> you think it's because. Michael Seaver's name is the same as your, the first same first name. So you felt like it it,
2: it hit me.
0: (laughs) 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 If you're like, damn it, Greg, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have cared as much. It wouldn't have
2: clicked with you the same (laughs) way. Now you feel like
0: you're being reprimanded. I'm "I'm sorry, dad. (laughs) 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 To get back into this one. Yeah. So after they giggle together at the, at the word breast, that's when she's like, you know, maybe we should talk one-on-one and and they see TJ out and they're kind of having this back and forth. Like, you know, maybe this was a bad idea. And and the teacher still, or the guidance she's Miss Williams is still very, like, on board with this process, but the dad has his reservations. Like, this is what I was afraid of. And now they're kind of going back and forth. And this is when she explains, like, hey, we tried. Fourth grade wasn't working either. We jumped him up there, and he was bored and restless, and he was acting out, and that he needs to be challenged. So we get some backstory finally, but we're also, like, 11 minutes into the episode, and and we're finally kind of digging into why he's even in the situation.
2: Do you think they just misunderstood him? Because like, I don't know, in fourth grade, we were also bored and restless and challenged. Yeah. <laughs> you think if when yeah. we were all 10 years old they were like, I don't know, fuck it, put him in high school. Maybe we could have been geniuses as well.
3: <laughs> no. I would have
0: not done well. Behind the scenes outside of what we're seeing, I think there would have been multiple tests and things to figure out his his, you know, his IQ and to determine that he was capable of doing this.
3: In sixth grade, I think if it were allowed, they'd probably send me back to third grade. <laughs> I mean, they barely
2: eked us out of some of us out of high school. Some of us didn't make it all the way through anyway. This
3: podcast is barely batting 500.
0: <laughs> so as they continue to talk, Dad just saying, like, listen, I understand. It's just I just want to do right by him, and I'm not really sure what that is. And she's like, You're doing the right thing. I think ultimately, like, high school is gonna be great for him. This is the exact kind of nurturing that he's gonna need. And then they open the door and he's like talking to that like surfer punk kid again. And he's like he's like, So like you make sure you like heat this up and like he's giving him like an earring to like put into his own nipple. nipple. <laughs> like when he goes home, like here, little bro, like pierce your own nipple. <laughs> I mean, he is
2: correct though, you do want to sterilize the needle first. That's true. I have had two piercings done with needles in people's kitchens or, or bathrooms in my high school years. So
0: I just imagine the next episode is going to be, you know, T.J. has to go to the hospital because he has an infected nipple. Was there any, was there any overlap between this and Full House? Judging by how old he 96? was, like... I don't Ooh. think so,
3: yeah. I think this is right after he was Teddy. Could be close. Well, no. Um. So Full House ran... Didn't it end spring of 96? No, yeah. It, it ended in May of 95. So yeah, oh, just okay. right so after right 95, after? yes.
2: We're a year apart. After that great episode with the horse riding accident, that was so was a bad way to end that show.
3: Well, that was when he
1: started acting up in school, so they they, they moved him up a couple grades.
2: He's like, my best friend fell off a horse. That's all right, now you're in high school.
0: So the next scene, we have TJ, and he's in the kitchen doing his homework, and that's when his buddy walks in. And he wants to play basketball with him, but he can't because he has homework to do. And his dad's like, oh, you know, he'll he can meet up with you as soon as he's done. And he's like, I knew high school would suck the fun right out of you. And then when he's leaving, he goes, like, sucking the fun right out When he said it, the way he, Did you think he said, like, uh, fucking, like, <laughs> the way it sounded? I was like, did he just say the F word?
2: No, I, I didn't, didn't hear but it. But I yeah. did think that he would be another big character in this. And I was like, I, we didn't even get that kid's name.
0: Yeah, like, only if you read the credits. But, like, he's never really brought up in, in this. Right, which
2: character. is like, they keep adding these people. Who you think, like, it should be important. He should have... This is rookie of the year scenario, right?
0: He needs a kid to guide him along so he's not alone kind of socially at all times.
2: Right, like if you think of rookie of the year when he's around all the baseball players, right? He's got this adult life, but then he goes back to his friends and they build the boat and he still has kid life. And they don't ground him with that in this. And I think that's a problem.
0: After that, Marcus runs in. He's like, hey, I'll see you all later. Like, I'm hooking up with Mariah. I'm like, oh yeah? Like, <laughs> hooking up is something <laughs> different, I guess, huh? She's going to salute my shorts. <laughs> yeah.
2: She pulls his pants down, and he's like, this thing came
0: apart. <laughs> <laughs> so his dad's like, hey, don't you have homework? He's like, no, Then give me a... He's like, uh, excuse me, if your brother has homework, then you also have homework.
2: That sucks. He can't lie about it, right? The biggest bummer, yeah.
0: Maybe the worst part of his brother jumping up to his grade is the fact that now he can't lie about homework.
2: But
3: the best part is he can copy it.
0: Not well, so as fast, he, boy. He, not in this <laughs> instance. He tries to. Because he sits down and... As he does a very Walmart bad together.
3: job of it, though. He copies it right in front of his dad. <laughs> like, of course. No fucking game here at all. His
0: dad shouldn't be such a hard
2: ass. He should let them cheat.
0: Um, <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah. But... <laughs> I don't know if that's... <laughs> I mean, but also,
2: he he does have a sort of lax parenting style because he is sending his kid up to, like... Yeah, that's a interesting take on parenting, right?
0: Well, I think what happens here is it was just too obvious. He has this genius younger son who finishes homework almost instantly. He's like, oh, I'm done. I'm leaving. And now Marcus is alone, and he's like, oh, perfect, and he grabs the paper. He knows his other son's not a genius, so there's no way his son is sitting down and finishing his homework in 10 seconds exactly, afterwards.
1: That, that's why you let him cheat, because now he'll get good grades instead of his bad grades.
0: That's not the point of school, for Do you not understand? The point isn't to get good grades. It's to learn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
2: I got good grades, so...
0: Look at us I didn't now. get very good grades. <laughs> like, yeah. I
2: graduated, but I don't know what retained, you know? I will say this, though. It doesn't matter anymore because, Ferg, I know you'll be able to uh, relate to this with your son, but we tried to. My wife, Kelsey, she showed me a Common Core math problem the other day and how you're supposed to solve it. She was like, Why? Well, I have no an, idea how
3: to do this. This is math. a math
2: problem. Solve it. And I did it in like two seconds. And she was like, This is how you do it in Common Core. And it's like nine steps. And none of it makes any sense anymore. So the you idea have to make a full
1: you have to make a full grid and then like break up the each number. And then it's like insane. This plus this, this plus this. Then I'm gonna have to try up. this because really there was no stupid.
3: there was no teaching me math when I was in school. Like I mean, maybe this will work for you, but it it's very confusing to me. No, it's just a
1: million more steps and you they have to show their work so you can't even be like here's how I do it instead
2: and it's more efficient.
3: Well, right? I appreciate the showing your work especially now where you can just like literally have the internet do the answers for you in any right. possible way. Yeah, We never question. had that issue, right? We didn't have that. The option.
1: thing is showing your work now is like 9,000 steps and it involves drawing a giant grid <laughs> by each question and all It this must other suck stuff. as a
2: teacher more now too that'll be like I got to check all these grids
0: now? Are you kidding me? There was a video that was pretty popular maybe a few years ago, but I'm sure you guys saw it. And it was like a split screen and there was a math problem. And, and like it was someone stitched like with a video that was pre-existing. So it was someone explaining the new style of math where they made this grid out. And then the other guy did the problem like the old way freehand real fast. And then while that video is still going of the girl explaining how to do it. He, he just like,
1: cross-multiplies, right? He,
0: yeah, like, and then he just, like, he makes, like, eggs or something. He, like, makes a full meal, <laughs> plays a video game, like, does all this stuff to show, like, <laughs> how much longer the new way takes. But that was, like, how a pretty unnecessary popular video. How it is. Yeah.
1: Like, who got up one morning and said, we need to change math? Like, right? Yeah. <laughs>
2: <It's like, laughs> hubris, that's what it is. It is hubris, and hubris never pays off in the end. That's <laughs> right. The tragic flaw.
0: Here's the other thing I want to bring up, too. Uh, before the time lapse, when TJ leaves because he finishes homework, before we see Marcus finish after cheating, the way they transitioned time was all of a sudden we got a weird transition effect of like almost like cartoon papers like flying up. I was like, why are we doing this for the first time halfway into the episode? Like, right. a,
2: I must have blinked. I missed that. <laughs> it was I the missed only that too. Time yeah. It was the only There's, time they did a the weird only transition. One. The rest are all just black transitions.
0: Yeah, everything else is standard except this one time it's like cartoon papers fly up real quick. And I was like, what the fuck is going on?
2: They should have been a little notepad that was like, ding, spent 11 minutes, we're halfway through the episode, bring the only female character back in again. Yeah, but he doesn't make her do her homework. Well, she's older. She could have finished already.
0: I couldn't remember. Like, cause I don't think it was explained. I'm t- I was to assume Marcus is the oldest. and She's then- older.
2: I think she's older. I can't. I'm not sure though.
0: Okay, so I wasn't they're sure. in
1: ninth
2: grade. She's in tenth grade because her la- the third season she graduates high school.
1: He can't okay. be in
2: ninth grade if he's driving. He's not. Is driving. He driving. He wants. Yeah, to Yeah, I drive. don't think they said he was driving. He's in driver's ed. Yeah, he's in driver's ed because Omar. Omar has a car though. Oh. Because there's the fight with Mariah later. He's like, "Can I walk you home from school?" And he's like, "Can I drive you home?" But he was gonna. He was gonna drive TJ to school at the very beginning of the episode.
0: I don't know if and it was, then TJ
3: wanted to go by I himself. I think take him to school take he him takes him to the school.
0: bus. Coulda just yeah, maybe just walk. Yeah, through. he
3: was just going to like go with him. Oh, okay.
0: So I guess the way I perceived it because in the front of the episode when they're all grabbing the lunches or are not grabbing lunches, but I just assumed they were going down the line in age. So because we saw Marcus first, I just assumed he was the oldest and then it worked their way down. But regardless, that's not the case.
2: Like he's like, "I have the I have the most interesting kids in the world. I have an 8-year-old. Who's in the ninth grade and a twenty five year old who's in the (laughs) tenth grade. (laughs) It's like a real scale.
0: So what happens here after that transition of time and the dad kind of catches him cheating and stops him, this is the first time that we see the frustration, I think, like real frustration at home with the fact that his brother's in school with him. Because like he's telling his dad, like, you know, this is, like, a weird situation for me, essentially. Like, I should be able to get something good out of this now that I'm in the same school as my brother. Agreed. Because he's like, he keeps showing me up. I don't know how I feel about your strong stance towards cheating. <laughs> like, not that I didn't cheat in school I times, say, like, but... you didn't
1: cheat your way
0: I'm through high I didn't, school. But I'm also now, as an adult, not thinking, like, man, I should have cheated more. That would have helped me. Like... Work
2: smarter, not harder. All right? I see both your points on this one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't make a decision. Call, call it a wash.
0: I acknowledge that. Kids will cheat when they have the opportunity, and I did the same thing, but I would not at be an advocate for
2: it. But again, pre-cell phone, we had to work for that cheating. I copied a friend of ours
1: homework every morning in homeroom throughout high school. I just happened to be a very good test taker, so I crammed and I nailed every test. That's how I got through school. And listen,
0: and it worked out for you now that you're an accomplished lawyer and doctor. I understand, <laughs> Like, but you know, it doesn't work that way for everybody.
2: I forget what it is. They keep playing some commercial. It's like a. Re- it's not like up here only, but it's a commercial for like some law firm, will fight for you. And their whole tagline is like, do you know why we're so good? Because we've got the most lawyer doctors out of any
3: organization in the <laughs> country. <laughs>
2: like, how do you, how many are there? Who goes to school for
3: both? That's insane. It is a weird common thing though, I think. I don't know why, but it is.
0: Because some people are addicted to school and that's the only way to stay in school as long as humanly possible. Like, but I
2: get that during Vietnam. You know what I mean? <laughs> Where it's like, now I'm going to be a lawyer. Now, oh shit, uh, I'm done. I'm going to be a doctor too. Like, well, I bet the I bet the basic credits you need for
1: each are the same. And then when you get to the upper levels, there's, it's where it splits off. So maybe. Yeah, you could probably just
0: do like two more years and then and yeah. round it out or something. Who knows? But during this argument, and he's explaining like, you know, TJ does all this stuff and like all the girls think he's so cute with like the, excuse me, like where's the library? And he's like, when did that become a pickup line? And that's when the sister walks back in and she's like, maybe you should try it. Like you sure as hell don't know where the library is.
2: That was a good little ooh line, I, Well,
0: I like the exchange here because it's like, shut up. No, you shut up. And then Dad's like, hey, we don't say shut up in this family. And he goes, but Dad, he goes, Shh, hush up. <laughs> <Because> he <laughs> he was about it well, to tell me yeah. shut up right after. I thought that was really funny. It's
2: the second time he does that, too, because he does the same thing with um, the guidance counselor with a leg joke. It's like you get that. Like, they like they put it like it's like a thing he does.
0: His delivery was really like the, his quick transition. Yeah. And he's just trying to explain to, you know, Marcus listen, I understand this isn't ideal for you, but, like, you're his big brother. Like, help him out. And then also, it's not like he's with you at all times. There's things that he can't do because, you know, his age. He's like, you know, you're in driver's ed, and you're on the basketball team. So it's not like you're with him at all times. He's like, yeah, you know, I, I do have that. Like, I have I have basketball, so that that's cool. And then we cut to basketball practice, and, like, you kind of know what's going to happen. Although, I'll tell you, the resolve... Well, what ends up happening is not what I expected.
1: Did you think he was going to use math to be able to make shots? <laughs> like, no. He's like, but he's
0: no. Pool? So what happens is they're all, you know, in the middle of practice, and the coach gathers, to, gathers them together, and you see Marcus is part of that team. He's like, oh, Marcus, congrats, like, on what? He's like, your brother, he made the team. He's like, what? He's like, no way. My brother's, like, you know, three feet tall. There's no way. He says he can't even dunk a laundry basket, and that's when he comes out in this little penguin costume. <laughs>
1: so
2: cute.
0: It was very cute, and
2: it is very cute.
0: We see that he's going to be the team mascot, essentially. I thought because he's so smart, he was going to be like the assistant coach or something like that. Like he has all these plays. Does that drama. happen eventually? Because I kind of allude to it at the end of this episode, yeah. but I don't know.
2: Yeah. Oh, when it just abruptly ends. Because <laughs> he becomes like a statistician at the very end of the episode. That makes no sense. Yeah.
0: Right. So I, I kind of thought that's what they were going to do with him because it just made sense for the brainiac kind of way that he is.
2: It's like, well, it could have been like Mike. It's like, I want to be like Mike. It's like,
0: oh, I used to be called Mike. Oh,
2: for not now. Get <laughs> out of here, you rascal.
0: <laughs> All the girls are flocking to him like, oh, you look so cute. You look so cute. And now Marcus is snapped. So Now he, it cuts to him running back home. He goes into the kitchen, which by the way, like I said, there was that weird transition earlier with the, with the papers. This one had the only time there was a transition with like music that was just like, guitar riff out of nowhere—it's
1: the pilot man they're throwing everything at the wall. Yeah, they just like trying to. One of these out will work. work. There should just been
2: penguin noises the whole time. It yeah. <laughs> should have been Danny devito going, "You gave me all the signals." <laughs> like, wait, what's <laughs> happening here? <laughs> no, it's a lot.
0: <laughs> Marcus throws his papers down and he's pissed. And his dad walks in because he hears it, and he's like. Oh, well, I know you can slam, but can you dunk? He's like, "This is the worst day of my life." He's like, "No, it ain't. Wait till you start losing your hair." <laughs> Such
3: an overreaction. Like, this is my problem with the the this episode kind of is, I don't know. They tried to create like turmoil, but they I don't yep. feel like they did it the right way.
0: But put yourself in the shoes of a 14-year-old boy who now has to have He's like eight year old brother, follow him around. No, in I high no, I so, get like, it.
3: I'm just. I, I think I feel like they could have done a better. It was job. very
1: manufactured. Like he yeah. should have done more to fuck with his life and in school a little more for, for this like, reaction. He's
3: not on the basketball team. Who gives a shit? He's a fucking mascot. Yeah, nobody like, thinks the mascot's cool. And and that's my other problem too. Is like he he um, T J is like upset that like he's like uh, an oddity or whatever. It's like okay, don't go be the penguin mascot. Okay, you're already weird and out of your element. Don't go and highlight yourself by being a penguin. Like- but
0: he's not looking at it as being a freak like mascot. He's looking at it as this is my opportunity to be with my brother.
3: No, I I understand that. I'm just saying that it doesn't it it, it solves one and creates another.
0: Well, yeah, but nothing's going to be that cut and dry. And but like in this case, from Marcus's perspective to look at it in his way, right? Him being like, "This is the worst day of my life." It sounds like an overreaction, but again, if you're thinking about when you're fourteen, I guess if yeah. You, if
3: you're putting it into the perspective of and fourteen, you girls, to, it does and, make and sense. You're yeah. put
0: in the situation now where you're just starting high school and everything's new. It's like your freshman year, first day, and now your little brother, your way little brother. I mean, when I was a freshman I think in high that school, that would get
1: him girls. All right. TJ is really young so it's not like yeah uh,
0: but it's different difference tr-
1: with you and your it's not like the difference in age with you and your brother this is a significantly little kid and kids will you take care of your, yeah. your brother that's that young those girls are gonna be like
0: oh you're so cute but you just don't want to hang out with your little brother when you're 14 years old regardless it's just not how it goes yeah so I can understand it being upset in the moment so it's I think that's a relatable situation for him.
1: I think this is the point where the dad should have stepped in because he is giving up a lot, and he should have been like, "I know you want to do this, but give your brother basketball. That's all he has. Le- Don't be the mascot. Like, go join the go join the chess club, you little nerd."
0: Because it's it's tough when we compare to other sitcoms, right? Because if they were more extreme examples to make Marcus upset, then we go, "This is not realistic enough." So it's it's teetering that line. But I think the problems that are being presented here are real enough to to I don't know to not make me roll my eyes
3: yeah I, I wasn't rolling my eyes it just felt silly a little bit
2: I just think that when he says this is his worst day ever the other thing that this does wrong too is like things aren't that bad where he likes Mariah and Omar likes Mariah and she's just like well you guys figure it out and she walks away if she was like when he was like hey can I walk you home and he was like can I drive you home and she was like well I'm gonna go with him he has a car like that raises stakes to make his day worse, right? I don't think there's enough bad stuff happening here. It's just like his brothers also the penguin and the girlfriend or the girl he likes now is as indifferent as she was earlier.
1: That's about would, to happen. See, I would have had scenes in class where he tries to answer a question, gets it wrong, they laugh at him cuz he's stupid and then have him get it right, which makes him look worse cuz his little brother's smarter than him and all is just a few scenes like that and then something during basketball just they need to be more for him to be that angry in my opinion
2: and what if the question was about something he's like that's a basketball player you should know that dummy and he's like i only had basketball and he's like <laughs> like yeah yeah we're writing just weird basketball jokes though
1: i'd or, be happy or, about or that. have tj say something that would embarrass him like oh but you went to bed last year like <laughs>
0: Sure, I mean, they, uh, maybe they could have been a little bit more, but again, I guess from my perspective, it's just I I found the situation like to put myself in Marcus's shoes, I think it was enough for me to at least to be like I can understand why he's upset. And then remembering again that he's a like a 14-year-old he's a, boy. He's a kid. You know, yeah. like he's not don't expect him to act like he's 20 or something dealing with this issue. In any event, yeah, as they continue to have this conversation, like he's just saying how much, you know, to his dad that this isn't fair. And like the basketball team was like the only thing he had, and now he doesn't even have that. And his dad's like, listen, like, I'm sorry, because I, I I really didn't think about how hard this was gonna be on you. You know, they're having the the conversation is basically like, you know, things will get to normal as soon as he gets more acclimated.
1: And Marcus I don't like, like that. The dad's answer is always basically too bad.
0: But it's no, but but I don't I didn't read it like that either. Cause to me it was he feels bad. He he empathizes for marcus but he also acknowledges like he's trying to do right by all his kids right at the end of the day and we even saw with the guidance counselor he had reservations about putting tj in the school
3: i get i get the father's perspective on this i think because you you just have to pick which side of the sword right because in one tj is way behind like and just not Learning anymore because he's so far ahead of everybody else, or he's out of his element and where he should be academically. So like he's just piss- picking the lesser of the two evils. Also, I
1: think, T- but... TJ's the one that's going to make him a lot of money. Something, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: But yeah, it's it's a tough spot to be in, I guess. To look at the dad's perspective, there's there's no perfect solution here. You know, as far as
1: my perfect solution would be, hey, can you put my kids in different classes?
0: Yeah, maybe that that makes sense. she just has that power, she
1: takes him out of the health class, so the, he he could be put in other classes just to make things easier on his son, the other son.
0: And maybe the early thought was that he didn't think that this would be something that would bother Marcus. So maybe they intentionally yeah. put them in a few classes together for the transition. You know, we don't know. It doesn't doesn't really get touched on. But this kind of this confusion, not the confusion, but this con- uh, this conversation and, and this this feeling about like not wanting you know to be in school with his brother anymore kind of ends and we flash later on and we're back at the basketball practice and again we see Marcus is there because now he's quote unquote part of the team now that he's the mascot and i kind of was like why is he in full uniform for a practice like he's like why why do you need to put on a penguin costume for practice
1: because he's he has to practice with the cheerleaders who are also doing their routine in practice
0: you can you can do that out of uniform they're not in uniform <laughs> like yeah they are no, not here they are. They are later on when we cut to the game, but here they're just in the regular clothes. Are you sure about that? 100% positive. All right. take your word for it. I thought they were. But in any event, this is going on, and he's excited, right? TJ's perspective is different. He's happy to be doing things with his big brother, especially where, again, you look at it, and he doesn't have any friends at the school. So, you know, obviously, if he's going to be with anyone, he's going to at least want to be with his big brother. He's like, isn't this great? We're on the same team. Like, we get to ride the bus together. And he's like, and I didn't just get this job because I'm short. I also can do a great penguin imp- impression and like the screechy noise he makes. I'm not even
1: going to try it. I'm going to blow up my speakers.
0: No, there was no way I was going to try to do that one.
1: I can I can only imagine like the sound for, for our listeners compared to the scene from Dumb and Dumber when he does the most annoying sound of ever in the car.
0: It's too high pitched to the point where I know I'm just going to fuck up the microphone. So I'm not going to try to make... Like that penguin noise.
3: I don't know. I think you should try it,
0: <laughs> Joe. Can just you do, do that penguin
3: away. noise? <laughs> that noise. <laughs> I don't no, think the, that's what he. Pe- the penguin
2: noise that TJ does. I don't remember the one he made. <laughs> oh no, no, he does the most annoying noise in the world from Dumb and Dumber. That's he goes, what like, I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joe, Joe just
0: sat back down, so Joe didn't catch. <laughs> <laughs> And also, Ferg, I don't know. Did you try to make that noise? So that didn't even register. I I couldn't get that that high. I just say, whatever. The thing we're talking through definitely cut that right out. It's like, no (laughs) way.
1: Yeah, ain't going to happen. So, sorry, folks.
0: Sorry.
1: You don't get to hear me high-pitched scream.
0: So we cut to the cheerleaders. And it looks like Yvette's, like, the captain of the team. But they're doing their routine. And, like, midway through, you just see, like... TJ waddling in as the penguin and like dancing in front of them all, which I don't know why, but I found that very funny.
3: Me too.
2: Everything uh, about him as the penguin works. It's very, very funny. I think I'd like this show more if he was just
1: permanently the penguin.
2: Penguin guy would be a way better show. I would smart, watch. Week smart to week. penguin. <laughs> smart penguin. Smart penguin died on his way from the South Pole. So two episodes season.
0: When this routine ends, that blonde girl. Was, like, such a dick because he danced in front of her, like, and took away her non-existent spotlight for a routine and practice. Don't block me. And this is the same girl that he saw coming off the bus first day that they, like, seemingly got She was super sweet along. to him. She was yeah, like, are you so lost? Nice. Like,
2: she was, like, in an air of, can I help you?
0: And now she's instantly, like, the get out of my spotlight. I'm trying to get attention as a cheerleader.
3: A cheerleader mode, man. He can't get in the way of it.
0: And this is, Joe, you mentioned this earlier. This is the scene where... We see Marcus talking to Mariah again, and he's offering to carry her pom poms for her. <laughs> it's like, yeah, thanks, they're awfully heavy. And he's like, Well, you know, from a distance they look pretty dense. I thought there was like so many obvious jokes there for for her to say right after, but they didn't take like any of them. Like it was like such a softball pitch for the dense joke.
1: That's when TJ should have made a dense joke and have them all laugh, and then that could have been his explosion. You are my density? And fuck you you embarrass
2: me (laughs) so this is the first cw show to say fuck you
0: (laughs) so he offers to give her uh or to walk her home and no sooner does he do that mo walks up and mo's like hey mariah you need a ride and just the way she handles it like the the thinking out loud in front of both i'm like wow two offers well marcus asks first but yesterday Mo asked, and I couldn't make it, so you guys work it out.
1: But I was on Nickelodeon with Mo. So. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and the agro crag <laughs> Mo, different Mo. <laughs> and she's like, him.
0: she's like, you guys figure it out. I'm gonna go practice my splits and then cartwheels out of there.
2: She cartwheels out of there, and they do the horny guy sideways stare. Look at yeah. her thing that feels very out of place in this episode.
0: And then Mo's giving her uh, Mo's giving Marcus the, hey man, stop talking to my girl. And it was weird because I'm I'm definitely under the impression that they're not dating, but he's taking ownership of this girl. Like, I, I call dibs. Because he's handling it as if they're dating.
1: No, they just both have the the crush. He knows it, too.
0: Right, but the way he's, like, referring is, like, hey, you're talking to my girl. You would think that they were more established, but it's more just, like, a, I also like her, so I win.
1: That's always like, nah, man, I saw her
0: first. And this results in Mo giving Marcus a headlock. <laughs> and...
1: A really loose headlock. A very loose headlock, Maybe that's
0: yeah. the wrestling fan in me, but I'm
2: like, hey. Yeah, a lot of daylight in that headlock,
1: like I the, know. Yeah, this look like he's
0: struggling a little bit, but yeah.
2: Cinch that up. Yeah, cinch that bad boy up.
0: And then TJ sees what's going on, he's like, hey, hey, and he like jumps on him, and, and he just gets on Moe's back, and he's like, he's like he's like let him go or lose a nostril he just starts pulling out his nose
3: <laughs> I was wondering what he said there I couldn't really hear it yeah. but let him go or lose her nostril that's hard too because now he's got like a little kid on him he can't like punch
2: this kid yeah you can I mean I know they're both <laughs> under 18 but like if Mo punched that kid he would knock him like 40 feet back and kill him
1: <laughs> it would be like Austin Powers kicking uh, mini me yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: He gets double in trouble for killing an endangered species. Like, I'm sorry, (laughs) but those penguins, there aren't that many of them around anymore.
0: So this altercation lands all three of them in the office. And while they're all sitting there, we get again, like those like weird punky kids coming out of the office like, oh, you're in here more than we
2: are. That got a laugh too.
0: That's so pleasant.
2: One thing about them too, we didn't bring up that I really enjoyed is when the first time we see those kids when the dad comes in when he realizes that they're getting along he's so genuinely bummed out (laughs) his son Uh, is getting along with those two kids that i think that's such a realistic parent moment that's just a very nice little throwaway like look joke
0: so yeah so when miss williams opens the door it's it's kind of weird she's like hey i know you have a game to go to so she like excuses the kids and says this part you, is
1: very sloppy to me. You're not supposed scene. to
0: like yeah, the punishment for fighting is is not yeah, like get hey. This either. Yeah, like you you have to miss the game. That's like how that's supposed to work. Like you don't get to go to the game.
2: Yeah, that's what every kids high school show has always been. It's like you don't make the honor roll, you did this, you're off the team, you can't play the the big game.
1: I know he will be sus- he should be suspended but without mo we'll never
0: make state
1: <laughs> <Just> yeah <like. laughs> so
0: mo takes off and then miss williams talks to the father in the office leaving the two brothers still sitting there in that moment you know they're having a quick conversation but marcus is just he just doesn't want tj anywhere near him anymore and basically says like i want you to disappear and then when we get into like the you know and walks off on him. And then when we get to the adults talking, it's more of this like, hey, like, you know, let's walk and talk. Like, w- you heading to the game? <laughs> and, like, and they're going to just w- go and watch the basketball game together now? It's it's just weird. Like, they're
2: going on a date?
1: It was very rushed. Like, hey, let's all just go. We'll walk to the game together and sit together.
0: Yeah, it was like the, the timing got a little weird at the end and they had to rush this in. But, yeah, it didn't. As I'm watching it, I'm like, wait, why are they going to the game together? Like, none of this, this isn't adding up to me right now. Maybe that's why they fired her
1: because <laughs> I didn't get. I don't mean the the teacher. I mean the
2: actress. I know, but you said that in my head. I was, I thought you were posing, uh, positing that she was fired for overstepping her boundaries. As, a, as she only made it one episode. I didn't get any sexual
1: chemistry between them. I know they're the oh, really they, won't they. But it's just not there. I don't see them together. And it's, I don't I know. I could
0: see it. I just assumed watching the episode that that's where it was going. And I didn't, it didn't flag me as weird or anything. And it wasn't until I was done watching it and doing the, the rest of my, like, homework when I realized that she doesn't come into any other episodes.
2: Yeah, I just assumed she was I didn't remember her because we haven't seen I haven't seen the show in 20 whatever years. Right. I just assumed same that she was like, you know, oh, this is like the love interest character and she helps the kid. Like it's perfect cuz you can get her in both scenarios in the show. But no, they just dropped that ball.
0: Yeah, I just again, I just thought it was one of those situations where it just they probably just didn't want to give dad a love interest, but I could be wrong for all. I know the next episode, he could meet a girl and like, that's what going. On Definitely.
2: So. Remember him having a love interest at one point. I feel like you can't have a show like a, with a single parent in it for three seasons and not have them have some. Yeah. At
0: some point, but maybe they didn't want to rush it. Who knows? Who knows? It could have been a, a bunch of reasons. Now, after everyone's dispersed, we cut back to the game and we start by seeing the cheerleaders. And now we see miss Williams and dad sitting in the bleachers together. And again, it was just that like, I'm like, okay, so they're gonna date. <laughs> and it was just so so it's so weird that she's not in any other episodes. And
2: they try to give her some more character development here too, where she's like, you know, it's good for siblings to fight, they can work it out, that's what we do as adults. And then she says that that's what she didn't do, and she like rips on her siblings. So like they're yeah. trying to give her some depth here.
0: Yeah, because he's like, Oh, so you're close with your siblings? It's like, yeah, right, the human leech and Mr. Judgmental. <laughs> so She's not a big practice-what-you-preach type of girl.
2: Sounds like a Robert Smigel cartoon that would be on SNL in the 90s.
1: Maybe when this episode ended, they accidentally closed her into the bleaches. And She's killed her, <laughs> off. <laughs> she killed her, her off. This episode God. is, we're going
2: to be at the Mrs. Swinton Memorial <laughs> Gymnasium after school.
0: So what happens is, as they're talking, the sister runs up to her dad and is like, Hey, like TJ's under the bleachers, he's really upset, and he doesn't want to come out
1: this is my issue. She shouldn't have found him. It should have been TJ's missing. And that should have upset the brother. Like, Oh no, what did I do? He feels guilty. Blah, blah, blah. Because there's nothing to change the brother's mind and make him forgive him and be like, listen, blah. Like, I'm sorry, TJ. They immediately know where he is. And he goes under, under there and everything works out fine. Yeah. The fact that him being missing would have made the brother worry. Realize, I like that point, yeah. Oh, I love my brother. This, is that, and maybe the maybe he could be the one that finds him,
0: but also I guess off camera he could have just found out from his sister the same way the dad did, like hey, like I don't know what happened, but T, you know TJ's really upset, and maybe like off camera that's when Marcus finds out, like oh you know like I, I upset him by telling him these things, maybe I should go talk to him. But no, I get what you're saying. I think there's other ways they could have maybe made the situation work.
1: Well, like the dad's basketball date, it was very rushed, and I, I didn't like that. I didn't like the whole second part.
0: I think there stuff. is an element of the pacing gets a little weird at the end of this episode, and maybe they just wanted to do too much in this one episode.
2: They crammed a lot into the last, like, two and a half
3: Yeah, minutes. the under the whole Under the Bleachers um, discussion is, like, the ethos of the entire series, almost, really. Like, uh, it's the—I mean, you already talked about it, too, because they've touched on it multiple times— In this episode, like, I get it that you don't get it, and I'm sorry, but this is how it has to be. You need to help me. I need to help you, and that's it.
0: Yeah, I mean, essentially, because, yeah, Dad goes down there, and they have the conversation, and it's, you know, he feels out of place, and he thinks everyone's laughing at him, and, He just, he doesn't fit in here, and and his father's trying to explain to him. I know I
1: said it before, but that's my issue, is that's never shown through. He's pretty happy in high school the entire time we see him. Yeah. He's happy. The brother's not, but he has been happy the whole time. That's true.
0: I mean, that's true. And, you know, it should have been more like, maybe this argument should have been more focused on his relationship with his brother. Maybe because there is a disconnect here with why he's upset versus how he got there. But, you know, in relation to the conversation that's happening, his dad's like, hey, you know, listen, like, we all feel, like, misplaced, you know, from time to time. It just you're in a situation that it's a little more obvious to, to people because of it, it's just not as common. And he's telling them, like, you know, I felt weird at the mother-daughter makeover thing recently at Saks. So, you know, we're all in these situations. And we talked about this before. And we we looked it up. But. I think it's weird to tease that something's going on while I mom's not around, but not tell us, but there was definitely a time issue here. So maybe this episode needed a little restructuring and chop a little bit out for the next episode, because I think there's some key pieces that we're not finding out. I think I would have liked to have known why he was in high school sooner. I mean, where's mom and some of these other things. And, and also maybe like the, have... the
2: kid who's like, you're sucking all the fun out of your life, whatever, right? Like that kid could have been there in episode two. And you could have given him, like, a couple more lines to understand what was happening. You didn't need that in this episode. And instead, we have 30 seconds that could have been used to explain more of the backstory in a pilot.
0: sure. While this conversation is going on, Marcus shows up. And he's like, hey, like, what's going on? Like, you gotta run out there. Coach wants us to all rub on your head for good luck before we run out there. And that's when he's like, I'm not doing it. I'm gonna disappear just like you wanted. And that's when he's like, Dad, you mind if I talk to him for a minute? Which... I thought dad was going to leave, but instead he just like scoots over. <laughs> <and he's laughs> no privacy,
2: no yeah. chill here. He's like, well, yeah, I have to, he
1: starts going la, 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 la
2: blocking. <laughs> it yeah.
0: And you know, they have like a little bit of a makeup conversation and he's like, you know, I, whatever. I was just mad. And you know, you were always smart. And like the one thing I had was that I was like six grades ahead of you. And now like, I don't have that. So now I'm like, I have to get used to this transition and TJ system okay, and I just have to be more sensitive to the fact that you're dumber than me. He's like, that's all I ask.
3: <laughs> I thought that was really good, yeah.
2: Yeah, there are some good lines that work, and that, that is one of the better ones.
0: You know, it kind of all ends properly in that he's like, all right, I'm going to head out there and put my penguin head on, and father's congratulating Marcus on handling the situation with his brother well. And then there's the little the little gag of them, you know, how they're both smart, and then they stand up and like hit their heads on the bleachers. And TJ, who's significantly smaller, doesn't have that issue and kind of waddles off as the penguin.
1: So no, no trouble for getting into a fight in school. Still, <laughs> not even no. the dad yelling at them.
2: No trouble. Why don't you go play the basketball game, <laughs> and then and then be the basketball, hero of it. Sports come first. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that is very true, right?
0: So now we cut to this other scene, and it's like the final huddle of the game, and the coach is saying, like, "Hey, you know, we got 18 seconds left." and They're going to give the ball to number 35. They've been doing it the whole game. We can't stop them. And this is when TJ walks up and goes like, excuse me. He's like, I know how to stop number 35. And the coach's like, whoa, whoa, not now. And and now Marcus championing for his brother. All of a sudden it's like, no, give him a, he's really smart with this stuff. And that's when TJ explains like, Hey, 89% of the time he gets the ball at the top of the key, he drives right, crosses over, and then he goes left. And the coach is like, is that right? And all the kids, all the other kids like, "I, I don't know, I guess. So he's like, so next time he gets the ball at the top of the key, like let him cross over, and then Marcus can steal the ball. And then coach is like, uh, okay, sure, let's do that. And then we just see that play in slow motion, like happen exactly as expected. And then Marcus steals the ball on the gets
2: smallest
3: the... basketball court ever.
2: Very small. Yeah, it court. is the smallest gym and the smallest yeah. basketball court of all time.
0: And Marcus gets the basket, and everyone applauds, and that's it. And it just, yeah, it's kind of an abrupt, weird ending to the episode.
1: Yeah. It's like the second the ball goes through, it
2: ends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a bad ending.
0: I always hate when, like, anything just kind of ends, like, awkwardly like that. Like, there wasn't even another line after. Like, hey, you really are a smart guy. Like, <laughs>
1: <So laughs> right from the other end. But it reminded me of the Karate Kid right after Daniel's son wins. It just cuts to Mr.
2: Miyagi nodding. It's like, no, yeah. I needed
0: what happened after.
2: <laughs> yeah, we need we need the honking of the nose.
0: Don't give me the happy ending have it not work out and have okay, like, no. mm, you perverts. G- give me the, give me the 35 gets past Marcus and makes the basket. And then the coach looks over at TJ and he goes, I only said 89%. I didn't say every time. And yeah, just like,
1: yeah.
2: yeah, if the stats <laughs> didn't work or whatever, no, have him be right, but miss the layup
1: or
0: have him missing. <laughs> yeah. Then all of a sudden he goes, make that 86%. <laughs>
2: You can never trust a statistician because sometimes when they run sports, it doesn't work. Like if you run your whole business on stats and you're like, I'm going to put my whole company around the young bucks. It doesn't work. It (laughs) doesn't work. It's terrible.
0: Stop. That's like playing to me. It's like playing blackjack. And when people get uber mad at you, you didn't play it exactly by the book. It's like, listen, there's like dumb risks. And then there's calculated risks. And if everybody plays blackjack, exactly the way the book tells you to, Believe me when I say you're not all leaving as millionaires. It's not that simple. Like, I read a book and I followed the rules, so now I will make money.
3: Uh, You should all watch the Holy Rollers blackjack documentary. It's about, like, this religious group of dudes who ends up getting into, like, counting cards and playing blackjack. And, like, they figure it out and, like, they test each other. And if you fail these tests, you're not allowed to participate. And they, like, go to all these casinos and stuff. And they lose, like... A lot of money, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like they get sponsored. Like people invest in them, and they give them money, and they go, and they fucking lose it all. Uh, like they do. Like they have, they were successful. I think more times. The house than they want, always wins. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's an interesting documentary because they're really weird dudes too.
0: Oh, well, yeah. <laughs>
3: Weird religious weirdo card counters. You can <laughs> yeah.
0: Unless something, unless something is a hundred percent accurate then like even heavy stats. Like they're just, they're, they're meant to, to go against you at times, but in any event, yeah, that was the end of the episode. And I don't have a lot of other stuff to say about it just because there wasn't a lot out there and we covered a lot in the middle. So unless you guys have anything else you want to add,
2: I just want to add that we mentioned earlier, but it does make me happy when you see a show like this from 20 years ago and everybody has just had like a good, decent keep working career yeah whether or not you like this show or you didn't sometimes i get bummed out when people are on these shows and they're real bad or whatever it's like and they never worked again where you're like oh bummer everyone seems to keep going here whether this was a good or bad experience for them it's nice to see sometimes that like it did help to like push people forward and that's always a nice thing to see oh and also the guy who created this was one of the writers for mama's family so
1: oh well
0: that's that oh
2: how so, dare you? I was, I was on the fence. You may have just stilled the deal. <laughs> Thomas Family is so much better than this show.
0: And now we understand thing. why the dad and daughter are only 10 years apart. It's, it's amazing she wasn't older.
2: <laughs> Imagine if Miss Williams was Rue McClanahan, how
3: much better the show would be. No, the daughter was Rue the McClanahan. The daughter was Rue
0: McClanahan. <laughs> so we have, we have three kids. Yeah, it's TJ Marcus and then Yvette, Yvette played, Yvette played by Aretha Franklin.
2: <laughs> you better give me respect in
0: this house. <laughs> yeah. So in anyways, we might as well get into the Green Lighter cancel Again, Gordo's not here this episode because he hates the fans and um, didn't want to participate in Fanuary.
2: First episode of Fanuary, Gordo, yeah, really. True. Terrible Showing way to start. Colors.
0: But um, you can always go to S21pod on Instagram. There will be a graphic later in the week and that will show his vote. So, in any event, in the event of a tie, Gordo could be the make or break. Either way, go to s21pod, give us a follow. Anyways, we put clips up every week and um, find out what the final result is of all five. But until then, we'll just cover our votes. Nick, starting with you.
3: So, I I went into this, uh, I I liked it as a younger version of me, like did enjoy this uh, show. And I didn't want to watch it almost because I was pretty convinced that I wasn't. It wasn't going to stand the test of time, and it was it wasn't going to work. Uh, and luckily, that actually wasn't the case for the most part. I did end up enjoying this again. What I think, and it's not without my, you know, I, I've kind of voiced my opinions on some of the things I feel like they could have done better, but overall, uh, I did enjoy it. I like how he's the main character. It's the Taj maori uh tj he is the main character but that's like a that's a big weight to put on a kid that age to like you know have a whole show and they do a good job of spreading that you know workload out with the rest of the cast i really like the father and the brother and uh i said i really like domar gooding too the sister is whatever who gives a shit she doesn't really even need to exist but um it's interesting um are there things I think they could have done better and differently? Yes, of course. But overall, definitely seen way worse shows, and there's no way this one's close to some of those cancels. So this is a, it's actually a pretty easy green light. Not without its faults, but it is a green light.
0: Sure. Uh,
1: so I actually wasn't kidding. I am on the fence with this. I enjoyed parts of this show, but that entire third act was such a mess. It was incredibly rushed. It wasn't just a little rushed. Starting from the fight all the way to the end. And it's like it's like ending everything on a big fart. Like, it's just, I'm really in the air with this one. So because I'm on the fence, I'm gonna pass it, but barely. I watched this as a kid and something kept me coming back. Yeah, so green light, but like I said, just on
2: the line. Joe, I really agree with everything you guys just said. And Ferg, I'm right there with you. I'm so on the fence with it. the third act is a mess and it's so rushed, but some of the things that work about it are the things I like the most about that era of like high school comedies that we all watched, right? The weirdo side characters, the talking in the hallway, the jokes about, you know, saying breasts or whatever. Like I, I really did get that a lot of faults. I mean, the sister probably should have either just not been in it or they should have done a better job of trying to make her a character that you had something with. And I, I, I imagine they do more as it goes on. I did like this as a kid, too. And I feel like I have to just go with what you said, Ferg. I'm going to pass it, but it's a very light pass. It's it's just making it because the good parts are good, but the last part of it's really tough to get through. And it was even tough to get through taking notes when I was watching it, being like, oh, come on, man. And I can always tell when I'm done because my notes get much more scribbly, or I'm not taking them as specific. The lines get a little blurry, you know? And But uh, yeah, a very light pass, but a pass.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm in a similar situation where you guys are and it was, it's weird. Cause I try to, I, I can't help it because I always watch the episode twice. Sometimes the second viewing affects it different than when I first watch it. And I, I think I started liking it more when I started watching it the second time. So yeah, there's definitely faults. We've said it not to just keep, you know, saying the same stuff over and over again, but there were definitely points where I was like, okay, I don't like that. They're not explaining to me why he's in this situation. I don't like that. I don't know where the mom is. I, you know, there's little things that the, the end was a little rushed. There there definitely could have been structural changes to how this episode was. It could be a little messy at times, but it wasn't so messy that like I was clock watching and stuff like that. I think there was a lot of potential. I think all the actors had good chemistry with one another, I'll say, like, not knowing until after I watched it and kind of made a decision, I don't like that Miss Williams goes away because I feel like if I was to continue watching the show, it's going to completely change the dynamic of the show now.
2: I agree, but again, you can't use that for the pilot.
0: Right, so if I'm just watching this episode, and sorry, again, we didn't watch the first televised because that's my fault, but um, we are watching the pilot, and it's um, going to be a green light for me as well, but yeah, definitely with not without fault so when you see these final scores it's it's glowing but it's it really teetered the line and it could have easily kind of tipped in a a much different direction
2: i think a lot of these lights are a little more yellow
0: yeah so there's um that's four out of four for us so regardless of gordo's vote it's going to be a pass so congratulations to smart guy you do go on to see episode two with us but again go to s1e1pod and you'll see the updated graphic with gordo's score in there as well but go to S1U1Pod on Instagram and X, formerly Twitter, and, you know, to see all the things we post, especially Instagram. I try to get at least a few clips of every episode up there and then other posts along the way. We preview each episode ahead of time. So if you like to watch along with us, you'll see the next episode before it comes out, gives you a chance to watch it before we review it. But yeah, that's it. That's all the time we have for this week. Thanks for listening. Listen again next week. We'll have another new episode. Thank you again to all the fans. Happy Fanuary. Happy New Year. We will catch you again next week. Thank you. Goodbye.
2: I, th- I think we got the worst. Kirk Cameron. Can you stop.